0: Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in.
2: Hello
0: and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode two eight three. I'm Dave. I'm here with the main man Rich. Rich, how are you going?
1: I am doing very well, buddy. I am doing AOK.
0: Just killing? Is that it? Has that has it been a week of just killing, assassinations, that kind of stuff from you, Rich?
1: Mm, No. More whining and dining.
0: Whining and dining? Loose
1: women? Loose women? (laughs) <laughs> no, Dave. I'm no. not. Uh, I'm not into that sort of thing. Like really, like some people. You're not into get Loose, turned on by it.
0: You're not. You're not into Loose women.
1: <laughs> Sadly, no.
0: Do you remember that chick who was in some Sorry. comic we did? Remember, she was just, just a total whore of the of the town, and I was like, I started to get aroused.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. I'm sure all the readers remember that. Chick.
0: <laughs> I don't even remember what it was in, but. She was just the town bike, wasn't oh, she? You
1: know? it was one of those crime...
0: It was. Yeah, I think it was Badlands, actually, if I have to struggle to recall. Um, so what's been going on this week, Rich? What What has been going on since we've last spoken to you?
1: Are you there? Just living life? Just the usual, regular stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah, just just living life. Um, well, as for me, I have become herb Obsessed with Smallville. My marathon has now reached season three. I'm like uh, four episodes into season three. Loving life, Rich. Um, how long did you keep going on Smallville before you tapped out?
1: Uh no, I, fi- I finished it back in the day. Wow, uh, but okay. that's I was watching it as it was coming out on TV. So, yeah, right. Um, so you you hung um, with it, it for were ten years, hoping it got better. You you hung with it for ten years. Uh, wow. Yeah, but there wasn't much going on. Like, it's not like there was a plethora of yeah, yeah, like Superman or superhero stuff. I mean, I kind of wish we'd maybe go back to that since there's so much garbage now.
0: Well, yeah. So you would have been watching this after I'd met you. I wasn't aware you were a Smallville watcher at all because uh, I certainly had met you when Smallville was still on the air. I was snobby towards it. I, I, I remember before it came out, I was really excited for it. And then something or other happened, and I just didn't watch it from the start. Um, As you say, this was back in the day where there wasn't the amount of streaming and stuff, so it wasn't as easy to catch something if you missed it first time. I did check in with it in later seasons, um, but it was very much to check in the episode where the Legion superheroes turn up. It was very much like, you know, pick and choose. And I actually didn't mind it, but it was very hard because I was coming in so deep into the show. Um, But watching from Hmm. the start... uh, it is a genuine pleasure, and I've got to say, season three, where he he has the kryptonite ring at the start and and all that, it's actually pretty cool. You know, like it's it's not a bad show.
1: No, as I said, it's a it's actually was a very good show. Yeah, um, it was really. It started just going downhill. I think maybe season five. Yeah, six roundabout right there that are just k- kind of. Yeah, and that's a um, lot of shows. That's a lot of shows that do that. Well, it just it's, it started becoming goofier and goofier. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I hear you, Rich. That's that. That's always a danger. That 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 season five, season six. Like I remember Buffy after season. I, I reckon after season six, I think Buffy went downhill badly. And see, I was a huge Buffy fan. Hmm. You know, which which was kind of key well, parent to Smallville. You know? It's
1: very rare because I think um I think a lot of shows it's like they've only got five seasons in them. Yeah. And then after that I think they they what's the expression? They kinda of blow their load early that they kind of don't really Well the expression is jump the shark, you know? Yeah, they don't they don't Yeah, but I mean Happy Days never actually jumped a shark. It actually stuck around for quite a few years afterwards. So no, but I the expression mean, the expression's wrong to begin with. But yeah, no, but, but yeah, like they the, just-
0: the, the the ratings decline, the the quality of the show declines. Like, yeah, so- I
1: think the show just hits a high that it can never mm. um, repeat, and just sort of starts its downward tree. Now, again, there are some that go on and have a great ten years or yeah. eight years or nine years, but they they are a rarity. Oh, definitely.
0: I've noted, and, and like, let's face it, Smallville was back in the day where they were doing 22, 20 to twenty two episodes per season. It's a lot different to doing, like, the six episodes now that's, like, the Netflix model, you know? Um, it was proper terrestrial TV doing 22 episodes. So you get to the end of five seasons, that's over 100 episodes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, look, I mean, I'm just enjoying it, I, I think. And I think, as well, it benefited from me having low expectations. So I started watching it, because it was on. it's on Hulu, and I thought, well, I'm going to check this out. It can't be that bad. Um, and I've genuinely been enjoying it. Like, I wouldn't have kept watching it, like, you know, because there's a lot of cool stuff. How long before Lex goes evil-evil does that happen shortly? I'm in season three, and he's, the wife has just – they've just been the thing with the aeroplane, and he survived the crash into the island, and, like, she was playing him. Is that kind of his trigger to go
1: full, like, Lex Luthor-evil? um it's hard to say anything without spoiling um, okay all right stuff so i if you really enjoying it i'd prefer not to spoil it okay cool well i am enjoying it and i should
0: say this episode uh we are doing a superman story uh the death of clark kent a mid-90s superman story was my pick so that's the advertisement um for later in this episode so have you been watching any shows rich like uh the week gone by while well, i've been watching my smallville
1: Just uh, just just a couple of movies and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. I watched a HP Lovecraft movie called Dagon, which uh-huh. was pretty terrible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. I mean, they they spend a bit of money on the special effects, which is nice. Mm. Just really bad acting. Right. And, um, I mean, they literally have an actor in there who I literally can't understand what he's saying. Now, I get that he's supposed to be like a English isn't their first language, just like kind of like a Spanish town. Right. But this guy, like, you, you just don't understand. And the movie has no captions. Right. Right. And, and it's one of the things where I'm like, I don't know what this guy's, act I, I don't know what he's saying. Like, I literally don't know what he's saying. I can't make it out. I can't even piece it together. It's Jesus. like, I don't know what this guy's saying. That's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I love H.P. Lovecraft stuff and all that. So, um, and it looked good from the, uh, like, an image I saw. So is it and based uh, on,
0: like, he's one of his short stories or something? Yeah, yeah, it's
1: based on the the Dagen one, like you know, the village that sort of worships the, the you know one of the gods, and they all start slowly turning into mm. fish, um, fish, monsters, and all that sort of oh. stuff, and um, not cute little fishies,
0: uh, fish monsters,
1: huh. uh, fish monsters. Man, these there they skin people and wear their faces and shit. Like really? Like, I mean, it's it's good, but it's just that it's got some really bad acting in it. Like, yeah. is it
0: recent or is it
1: old? Um, I've never heard of it. It's not recent, but it's not old. I think it was um 20... 2001, I
0: think. Okay, so it's like 20 years old. Okay, so it's not from way, way back, but okay. Oh, well, well good to see, Rich, that you're keeping yourself busy. Now, I finished, if you recall, World of Krypton, Robert and Venditti's uh, kind of Krypton uh, Krypton pro- prologue, prologue. uh with Michael Oming on art duties and remember I was enjoying it. i would given it some positive praise. So I, I had the final two issues banked up on my iPad to read and I read them. My God, what a letdown of a story. Um, I, I rang you, actually, after I finished, and I was like, like I enjoyed the setup of this of this um, mini, and I don't enjoy the artwork. I like Michael Omings' art. I, I understand it's not to everyone's taste, but I enjoy it. But, oh, my God, the story got so simplistic, Rich, that honestly it felt like a child who'd watched the beginning of um, Superman 1, the movie with Christopher Reeve, and, like, the Krypton scenes there, and a child had watched that and then tried to remember the storyline. It was so simplistic, like so. Basically, in the end, there's riders. Um, Jor El goes to face Zod because Zod's the one who's just putting everyone into the negative zone, or the Phantom Zone. And he puts they scuffle. He puts Zod into the negative zone. The riders come, and it's all like a comment on how the riders are uh, good. You know what I mean? Like how you know, you know, like. BLM and all that kind of stuff like we're supposed to believe these rioters are good, you know, which is, is something, you know, the, the fucking rule of law is completely broken down. So they they throw out some sympathy for the rioters who are just tearing shit down and then Jorel puts um or Jor-El, Lara the wife is is looking for star systems, Jorrel realizes that the planet's doomed and they sort of resign themselves to looking for a planet to send their baby to. The end. And I was like, "Oh my god, like this was such an unfulfilling mini. You know what I mean? Like it just the ending felt abrupt. Everything they'd kind of built to was kind of jettisoned. The last two issues were by far the worst. Like, oh my, I was like, oh my god, this couldn't have been more simplified. And I think you were saying, Rich, that you it would have been so much better if they'd gone back further than the last five minutes of Krypton.
1: Well, I've always said, like, I mean, if you're gonna do, I mean a show about krypton Mm. go to the actual origin of krypton like how do they how do the houses form yeah how do they decide on the hierarchy were there wars were there like in in a sense i mean i'm not a massive game of thrones fan but you could make something along the lines of of the game of thrones where how do the houses form how do they get their power how do the ones become the dominant ones that could be an interesting Mm. story to tell on the history of Krypton, how it started, but not this whole like, oh, let's go back to the to the, the, the death throes the of dying Krypton days, and yeah. explore that. It's like, no thank you, we've been exploring that for 80 years. Jor-El's like, Jor-El's
0: going to the council again, the council won't listen to him. Oh my, we could write it in our sleep, and it felt like Vendetti did. Uh, the council won't listen to him. Zod's imprisoning people, the writers are nuts, and, and that was the funny part, like, they're just trying, they're like, they focused on the riders. heaps. That seemed to be his answer. Like, oh, we're going to make it really relevant to modern times. And I was like, oh, please. And, um, and it was just – I honestly felt – before I read these two issues, I was saying I wouldn't have minded like a slender hardcover, you know what I mean, of this. Forget about it. Forget about it, Rich. It's not hardcover worthy. It's not softcover worthy. It's a decent idea. And I think, honestly, if he had an ongoing and went back a bit further, he's quite capable of writing the story. Like, because the seeds are planted early on that are quite interesting. But unfortunately, he had six issues. He built stuff up for four. And then he just kind of like was like, oh, well, I'm just going to go with the most cliched possible way to finish this off, you know? And I don't know. It's just like, how many more times do we have to see jor complain to the council wretch and be ignored? You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like well, as I like said, we've fuck, been seriously. we've been
1: doing this for for eighty years. Like,
0: yeah, but we've done before. it better like, before as well. Like, we've done it better as well. Like,
1: yeah, but everyone today thinks that they, as I said to you before, everyone today thinks they better than everyone. Yeah, this um, wasn't in the past, like they think oh, we know how to tell the story better. We're much more, you yeah. know, I've got tune a, with what people want. It's like no, you're not. I've
0: you're got really a trade better. called Worlds of Krypton. Almost every storyline is better. I read constantly the Bronze Age Superman comics that have the backups Fabulous World of Krypton backups at the back of the Bronze Age you know Superman stories so much better. You know what I mean? And they're what you're talking about. They're off they're, they're often not nothing about the death of Krypton. They're they're like back in Krypton's past, this adventure happened kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like they're they're so much better than this storyline. Michael Oming actually art is it's very stylistic. I like it. Um, do you like his art style, Richard? You're the artist here. It's a very odd style. Not, not
1: not for this, no.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an odd style, man. How would you describe it? Like it's,
1: uh, it's not it's, ca- it's cartoon. It's, it's cartoonish. Yeah. It's stylized cartoon. Um, mm. not 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 like uh, um not like Disney. No. Or French, where like everyone is super distinct. Mm. I mean, a lot of people tend to have the same shapes um, in in his, but it, it is it, it is um, exaggerated features, very, shoulders. Very. It's almost like a, it's a little bit Bruce Timmy. Yeah, yeah. It's like Bruce Tim on acid. You know, Yeah. it's a, like it's a slightly more detailed version of Bruce Tim. But that that's probably the best way I can I can probably describe it.
0: I would say Bruce Tim style is more customer friendly.
1: You know. Um, well, Bruce Timm style is animator style because yeah. again, it's just simpler to to draw. But you also want, as I said, it, it's always about silhouettes. Yeah. It's it's about making characters look so. Again, if someone's supposed to be a superhero, if they're supposed to be heroic, mm. you give them the tiny the the thin legs, the tiny waist, the big shoulders and chest. You know that makes them look heroic. The big jaw. Yeah. If someone is supposed to be a villain, well, you know you can have them hunchback. You can have them mm. thin. You can give them big nose, like it's it's that sort of oversimplification that you do for animation.
0: Gotcha. Well, yeah, I don't know what to say other than I was super let down. And believe you me, I'm ready my Bronze Age suit band. and I do have two announcements for the show. And Patreon listeners, take note because we're doing more interviews. And uh, coming up in the future, we might even do some Patreon exclusive interviews. But I have two announcements. Drum roll, Rich. You want to do a drum roll? <laughs> Uh, Firstly, I can announce Elliot S. Magan, Bronze Age Superman writer, is coming on the show in early October. We cannot wait to have Elliot on. Um, I'm deep in the well, aren't I, Rich? Very deep Uh, in the well.
1: You have dug deep and pulled out a massive winner.
0: Thank you, Rich. And we're really looking forward to having him. And also, not to be forgotten or eclipsed, the man himself, J.M. Mateus is coming on a few days after S. Magan and uh, J.M. has a whole new Kickstarter books he's launching, a whole line of Kickstarter books, um, of comic books on via Kickstarter, which he will discuss in detail. I have shared... Um, like the links and stuff, up on the Facebook page to Signal of Doom. But we'll have JM on. We're obviously going to talk um, his Kickstarter. I've got some questions, Rich, about the meaning of life. I've come up with some good ones in the off-season, man. Um, we're deep in a dream of God, Rich. That's basically it, man. You know? someone going to be. I'm there. I'm there. We're in a dream, dude. Think about that for a second.
1: Uh, you <laughs> are. I'm not. I think I am. Um, yeah, that's what I said. You, you definitely are.
0: <laughs> so anyway, we've got uh, we're going to have a whole ton of stuff to talk to him. So we've got two big guests coming up: Elias Magan and James Mateus. Now, I do not rest. I do not slumber. I'm forever hunting down these people to have on the show. We love having them on. Um, if you want to support the show, join the Patreon, please. I'm begging you. Um, what is it? It's patreon.com slash signal of doom. Look, throw us a couple of bucks and you're flying. And you can do stuff like you can recommend trades. Uh, and all that kind of stuff. You can recommend movies for Cinema of Doom. There's a whole list of things you can you can get and do, special benefits. So join the Patreon feed. Um, obviously, the main show, yeah, we're free, but there are costs incurred, aren't there, Rich? You know, like, I mean, nothing comes cheap in this world, man. Sooner or later, it all comes down to money. You're waist deep in the big muddy. It's
1: not sooner or later, it's from the start. Sooner or later, it all comes down to money. You're waist
0: deep in the big muddy. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, Patreon, check us out, um, and I am so pumped up for, for, and I'm reading, by the way, Elliot S. Magan's Superman novel, Last Son of Krypton, loving it, loving it, and I will have finished that by the time we have him on the show. Now, big news, Constantine 2 has been announced with Keanu Reeves, a sequel to a, like, a 2005 movie that I enjoyed at the time. Rich, what did you think?
1: Um... Come on, man! Jeez, I have to. You remember it? Oh, um, uh, it was all right. I thought it was at the time. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, for the time, it was all right. But I mean, it, it, it's definitely not like his character, like it. it oh yeah, like it a, was pretty different. Constantine light.
0: Yeah. Do you think they'll do a more detailed version now that they're coming back all these years later, like a sort of more faithful
1: version? Uh, maybe. But the yeah, problem is, is I think Keanu's too old now. Really? Well, Keanu's well, unless they're going to give him a beard because I saw Keanu in the new Bill and head and without the beard he looks I
0: I think he'll have the beard, man. I'm pretty confident he'll have a beard. I, I don't. I, why would you not have um yeah, why would you not have it basically? You cuz you are right, without the beard it it looks it looks nuts. You know, he looks like literally like he's 60 Years old, which is, what I think, what he is, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's pushing that. I think, or well, he's, he's very close. If he's not, but he's old, <laughs> and he, and and he shows it when he, um when he has the beard off. Yes, like I couldn't believe how how he aged from John Wick to the new Bill and Ted. Like,
0: but in John you know, Wick, and- he's got the beard, man.
1: And he's, you know, but that's like, my point, but he he went from looking younger uh, in John Wick, uh, and then all of a sudden you see him. So let's say you watched him in John Wick, yeah, and you go, My God, he's looking young for his age. Uh, and then you go watch the new Bill and Ted, you're gonna go, My God, he got old fast. Yeah, no, he needs
0: I I'm pretty sure he'll have the beard, man. He he needs the beard now. You know, you you never see Keanu without a beard outside of that outside of that Bill and Ted thing. I can't think of the last time I saw him without the beard and the stubble and stuff, mm. you know? Like, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, look, he enjoyed the role. I thought it was a fun crowd pleaser and maybe they'll come back and they'll do something a bit darker, hopefully, you know? A bit
2: uh, a bit
0: darker and more adult. I, I don't know. Is JJ Abrams still working on this? Is JJ the one behind this Constantine? Is he really?
1: Is he? I heard maybe that was possible or whatever, but if he is, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Wow. As much as I like I know if JJ's involved, yeah, okay. yeah, I don't know about yeah, that. That's that basically just means it'll be shit.
0: Let's have a look here, Constantine, Constantine, JJ Abrams. I was he. I didn't. I wasn't even aware that JJ did the first movie. So. well I
1: don't know if it's, no, no but I don't know if it's this or sort of, like they were in talks with him to do you know no it was a Constantine
0: series. so JJ oh, okay. JJ had two projects that have both been cancelled. so his Constantine series and they, they they canceled that on the same day they announced this and something called Madame X supernatural series featuring DC's clairvoyant of the same name. I'm not even familiar with the character but um, yeah, craziness. Craziness, Rich. Um, how about this? Well, that's uh, what
1: I said. I, I just remember his name being involved something. So. Yeah. But,
0: uh... How about this? Um, a former Riverdale actor, Ryan Grantum, has been sentenced to life in prison for killing his mother. Wow. That's crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I've, I've never heard about it. Like uh, someone called Ryan Grantum, uh, Riverdale. Do we know what it? It's a CW horror crime drama
1: pleaded never, never guilty
0: watched, yeah. to second degree murder in March after he shot his mum dead in 2020 and he was sentenced uh, yeah uh, da, 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 according to a statement he has a possibility of parole in 14 years yeah nuts um that's crazy it sounds like he was he was mental as well um yeah it's that's crazy yeah he was he was he was on a, he was going to try and kill the prime minister and all sorts of stuff that's nuts man. That's nuts. He killed his mum and then he goes off to Prime Minister. What a fucking loose cannon this kid was. You know? Think about that, Rich. Too many of them in the world. Finally, we had Frank Castle. Sort these people out. As far as I'm
1: concerned. Uh, i prefer that they get help before we have to send a vigilante after them, Dave.
0: Well, what do you mean? Get help? Like he killed his mother. What are we supposed to do with that? Instant justice, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Get people help so that they don't kill people,
0: Dave. Oh, you mean prior to the act? Yes. Jeez. You've done a real social worker in recent years, Rich, haven't you? You're really all about cleaning well, up. Well,
1: the problem is, is you're, you're just dealing okay. with the aftermath. I yeah. think it's better to solve, like, to actually cure the disease. Have I it.
0: said to you what I – I'm not sure if I've told you on the show, but I'll tell you guys now, that I've, I came to a realisation that we were at a, a, a dinner. I was at a dinner. People were discussing, I won't even get into it, but, like, bad criminals. And I said, I don't know, why we, why we just, just don't kill them. You know, why are we even wasting our time? And it went around the table and a lot of people were saying, Dave, you've got it. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm surprised we even waste our time with them. Like, I'm talking like a bullet to the back of the head stuff, you know, in the like in the yeah. courtroom.
1: This is how it really went, Dave. They were like, oh, my God, yeah, Dave, oh, <laughs> spot on, you got it, mate. And then as soon as you left, they were like, jeez, that guy's fucking psychotic. Man. Jesus, I didn't want
0: to say anything. <laughs> Oh, they could have said that. I couldn't have cared less. Um, yeah, no, but but there was quite a few people who were like Dave. You got it, nice one. And I was like, yeah.
1: I was. what's well, we, well, nice. It's nice to know that you can hang out with like-minded th- sociopaths. We, we
0: throw them in jail, man, and it costs us a fortune. And if they never come out, what's the point? Like, what is the point? Like, really? Like, why are we housing these delinquent murderers in jail, in prison, if? They're never going to be let out. They're never going to be rehabilitated. Why don't we just, you know, as I said, bullet to the back of the head. Bang. Firing squad. I was always a fan of the firing squad. I think I've called for it on the show before, haven't I, Rich, a couple of times?
1: Uh, probably every show.
0: <laughs> I don't know we got on this topic, but, like, it's a topic warmed about close to my heart, and I don't feel I express that enough on the show. You know, I hope people don't think I'm soft on law and order these days, you know, um rich you've suddenly become like almost a social worker as far as i'm concerned you're almost i believe in therapy i do believe in actual i think you can turn a lot of people's lives around with really focused therapy yeah. I do well the believe thing that.
1: the biggest problem we have in the world right now is the fact that what's that we COVID? don't give people care like there's literally people with problems who just get sent out into the streets Mm. No one cares if they take their medication or whatever. They just literally walk the streets, and they were care. all shocked and appalled when they <laughs> kill someone or or fucking have a psychotic break, and they were like, "Oh no, it's terrible!" And it's like, put them in a fucking facility. Mm. Like, I'm sorry if if people need sure. help, if, if if they need constant care, we need to stop doing this. Oh, it's so inhumane to like put people in a Oh, you want them in the not, in the nut
0: house, basically.
1: Well, not a, not the nut houses, and I just want them locked up and no one actually looking after them, but they should be in a facility where <laughs> they can be looked after.
2: Yeah,
0: I was going to say, the I'm before. one of those people who doesn't care about them. I'm definitely one of those people. Um, I mean, some people would say put them in the desert, you know, and sort of let them sort themselves out there kind of thing. Jesus, Dave. So I'm, just, I'm saying some people say that. That's what I've heard some people say.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't know named Dave.
0: <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to put this out there now. Gladiators, you know, put them to work in the mines, stuff like that, building roads, digging ditches. Am I, am I the only one coming up with this kind of stuff?
1: Probably, Dave, probably.
0: Yeah, I, I, I feel quite strongly Uh, national service you know bring back national service and like some of these people rich would have actual mental issues as well i reckon if you went into the into the nuts and bolts of it so could they be given medication and put to work more productively so if you if they were quote unquote institutionalized but you institutionalize them with a with a goal to making them work on something so nothing comes for free in my system you know what i mean like put them on a conveyor belt making bullets or something or, you know, whatever. But, like, they're doing something with the time. At the same time, we're medicating them. A- am I coming up with stuff? That, it feels like I'm coming up with stuff that is just awesome right now. Am I dealing in Goldrich?
1: Not even close, Dave.
0: It feels like I... You know I think I am. I, I'm thinking... I know, I know
1: you think you are. Yeah. I, I do know that. For, yeah, don't I, worry. I, I really
0: feel... I really feel like I've stumbled onto the solution. It, gee, I wish I ran Yeah,
1: I don't think you're the first person to come up with the idea of slave labour, though. Someone may, there may have been some people that beat you to the punch. Oh, it's not slave labour. We're giving them medication
0: and stuff, and they've got a place to sleep and proper proper rooms and beds and stuff. Yeah, we are. I think, you, I think you should stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> It's not along racial lines, Rich. It's not along gender lines. It's,
1: I'm just saying. No, it's along mental lines. It's like, (laughs) fuck it. I was like, you're still discriminating, Dave. It doesn't matter if you don't feel it's one of the big ones.
0: (laughs) Imagine if I ran the place, man. It would be a mixture of police state and chaos, I think. You know? Because I would roll the tanks right down into all the drug dens and stuff, and I would have people being dragged out on the street and getting shot. You know, I'd i I'd move the military in. Full scale invasion technique. That was what it would be. I would really get you know, I would it'd be it'd be intense, man. You know what I mean? It'd be intense. And believe you me, they wouldn't be headed back to the ballot box anytime soon if I got in charge.
1: <laughs> well, well, you know what they say, Dave? Live by the sword, die by the sword.
0: Yeah, well at least it'd be fun, man. You'd have a high position of power, Rich, you'd be one of my favourites. So there you go. Be installed in the palace
1: somewhere, yeah. you know. As long as you stay on my I mean, good I, side, I won't tell you. I'll keep it to. You. I'll keep it to myself. As long I'll as you really stay on my good side, side, man. Scenes, uh, to take you out of power.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of things, matters of state, a massive leak showed early footage of Grand Theft Auto Six from the same guy who claims to have hacked Uber. Um, Rockstar have said there was a, a leak in their news link, and they're cooperating with the FBI. Um, Rich, I need to dig into this into this leak. So you had some details, man. Did you see some footage? What was going on, man? You were live no, at the no,
1: one, no one's going to show footage because otherwise they'll get. It. But there was footage, man. I, there was footage, wasn't there? Show yes, it? but any person who then actually like shows the footage.
0: Yeah, but like you re- saw it. Like, re-shows it, like okay, they're reporting on it, yeah.
1: then they will get done in for circulating, stolen... Okay,
0: but you can discuss it, can't you,
1: what you saw and stuff? Oh, people have discussed what they've seen, but they can't. Okay, well, can um, you possibly they discuss? can't show it. Can you discuss? But it's, it's, a, it's people making a, a mountain out of a molehill, because well, tell even me Rockstar, Rockstar have come in and said that the, the footage that was stolen is oh. over a year old. Like, okay. it's old, old... Still, Um, uh, so what was it, man? Tell me what it was. It was just (laughs) images of, like, the city and, like... It
0: was Vice City, wasn't uh, it? Is it Vice Vice City? City
1: Every other game... Grand Theft Auto fucking game, like like oh my god, it looked like Grand Theft Auto. Oh, 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 oh. everyone starts hyperventilating. Jesus, like it's not some new game we know nothing about. I love the fucking GTA franchise. It was literally just like a like uh you know walking through the street, Mm. fucking seeing cars and stuff. Like it was nothing special, man. Like everyone's getting all hyperventilated like they've never seen the Grand Theft Auto game before.
0: Fans are constructing a GTA 6 map based on leaks. Wow. It's, That's why I've
1: always said fan stands for fanatic.
0: You have said that before. I'm looking at the map now. It oh, makes no really sense to me whatsoever. Really I'm looking at a map that means nothing to stupid. me. I'm looking at a map that has not helping me in any way. It just looks like blobs. Um, But was there any game content, Rich? Like I read there was something about like, oh, there was a female character and you went into a strip
1: parlor. Yeah, and, yeah. It's just, a, yeah, it's a leak, like, like what they would show you, like in a trailer, yeah, or yeah. or like a preview. No one got like a the a version of the game to play. Mm. It was just captured footage. So you of, saw it though, did you? Can you? No, did, I've just did, watched. I've watched a lot of videos on people who have seen.
0: Well, it. can you give us a blah 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 description of what those people said? Because no,
1: no. Why? Come on, so man! I, I didn't care enough to burn it to my memory, Dave.
0: Jesus. Well, I'm trying to find, can find out the news, and it's very difficult
1: because, like, I mean, I'm The looking- news is some guy hacked in, stole old fucking content, put it on the, the, the web, and everyone started jizzing in their pants for no reason. Right. There's the news, Dave.
0: Also, I believe it wasn't, um, like, proper graphics. Like, it was all, like, basic graphics and stuff. Like, it wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't finished product is what I'm trying to say. You know?
1: The game's nowhere near being finished. Man.
0: So this guy did this. The FBI are going after him. Are they going to catch this guy? Like, uh, this guy's like... like. Actually, I'll tell you something
1: funnier. Mm. So he, the, this person ransomed the, the money or ransomed the the, the, the content that he, he hacked and he stole. Right. Someone actually paid the ransom. Huh. Hilarious. But paid it to someone pretending to be him. So the hacker got scammed. The hacker. Yeah. So the hacker was saying he wanted money. Yeah. Right. And then someone actually paid money. Yeah. Like for the footage, cash. But it was someone pretending to be the hacker.
0: Oh, so I hacker see what you got see. Scammed
1: out of his money. So someone got some cash. Someone got some cash
0: out of it, but not the that guy who's hacked. Yeah. But surely, if he's putting out like financial banking information, they can trace who this guy is. If the FBI is involved. Like they're gonna be uh, able to trace it back somehow.
1: I don't know. I'm not a hacker, Dave. I can't tell you how they can hide IPs well, the IP. Well, it's not point
0: like point. you're it's not like you're leaving a it's not like you're leaving a um what I know is it's
1: like uh, what movies have taught me is that it looks like some sort of video game where there's hands and you move things and you open things like boxes and there's laughing faces. Like that's hacking, right?
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so let's have a look here. The... Same location, Vice City was spotlighted in 2002's Grand Theft Auto of Vice City, which featured the late Ray Loyetta as its protagonist. Uh, GTA 6, uh, providing a more modern update to Vice City, would follow the tradition of other HD Grand Theft Auto games, with GTA 4 upgrading GTA 3's Liberty City and GTA 5 updating San Andreas City of Los Santos. Uh, The recent links have confirmed the report the game will indeed take place in Vice City. Um, as indicated by a developer tag that reads District Vice City. However, additional details were provided in the form of a police car that has the words Port Gel Horn written on it, a completely new location to the GTA franchise. These GTA 6 video leaks were centred around both a female player character called Lucia in the development text and Jason, who was seen working together holding to hold up a diner and meeting somebody at a strip club. We, are, we also see some footage of Jason interacting with a kooky conspiracy theorist who even mentions a callback to the events of GTA V. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, they do indicate that Lucia and Jason are the Bonnie and Clyde couple that was previously rumoured, and the main story revolve around them rising up the ranks of the criminal underworld in GTA 6's Vice City setting. So, okay, well, uh, the environment in these clips closely rese- close resembles the coastal towns of Florida, which means it's more likely a smaller settlement on the map akin to GTA 5's Polito Bay. A huge list of potential world events from Sidewalk Creek to Beach Bomb Preacher also show the map is likely to be filled with the same kind of strange emissions that were a staple of GTA 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, okay, well, yeah, you're not a lot of information. Like, they're trying to stretch out the information there, but there's not a ton of information. Um, how many years do you think this game is away? Still two years, Rich? Um,. Maybe.
2: I don't
0: know. Well, I mean, that's why I'm asking you for a guesstimate, Rich. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking it's two years away. I, I, I think yeah. this is going to be a, a 2024 game. I really, I've just got a feeling. Um, any? Do you think there's any chance that Rockstar deliberately leaked this? Like a sort of like reverse marketing stunt? No.
1: Uh, rockstar usually try and keep things very close to the chest. Yeah, um, in all the other games, so I don't. I agree,
0: I agree with you there. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, they shut down their social media comments on their on their Twitter feeds and stuff. All their social media has been taken down. Rockstar, they're in damage control mode. Um, could we get Dog the Bounty Hunter on this to track down this hacker? Um, how how deep does it go, man?
1: I mean, if it means that much to you, you can. <laughs>
0: I'm actually glad he did it because I love I love hacking. You know, you know me. I love it when these guys get all this stuff and leak it. So I, I don't really care. But I'm just saying, could they hire Dog the Bounty Hunter? Would this be his field of expertise? Though computer stuff. You know what I mean? I, I reckon you could find it. I reckon if the FBI is involved, they could track. They could track yes, this guy down. Yes,
1: Dave. The 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 mullet, uh, trailer park <laughs> trash looking guy really knows his computers. <laughs>
0: I feel you're being sarcastic, Richard. Um, no, no, no. I think, he's,
1: the, I, think, I think that's what all hackers look like, is Bog the Hunter.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm coming up with a lot of good stuff so far this show. It's early in the show, and I really feel like I've already come up with a lot of winning material. Um, Quantum. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're chuckling away there. You accuse me of trying to promote slave labor. Nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. Okay? They'd be working for the state, not individuals as well Uh, richard um, yeah that's it that's
1: not a different state (laughs) it doesn't doesn't matter what it doesn't matter whether it's state federal private whatever (laughs) it's slaves are slaves
0: hey dude if you're if you're here are your options the gutter with a needle in your arm or a nice cozy you know government institution where they bed you, they feed you, they give you medication, and all you're going to do is punch out number plates and bullets. Does it sound that bad?
1: No, uh, The unfortunate thing is, you know that it's a, it was government run. It's not going to be cosy or well looked after. Dude, let's be honest. Let's be honest.
0: Well, it's going to be better than the street, man. It's going to be better mm. than the street, dude. Um, Quantum Leap reboot. Have you? Did you check it out, Rich? The first episode uh, came out this week.
3: Oh no, no.
0: I did. I, didn't even, didn't I did. Even I did, Richard, and this is a show that we are making a signal show. So we are no. going to have a segment on Quantum Leap now no. for every week until the show comes to an end, hopefully okay. in the next... and I'm
1: dropping rings of pound. <laughs> but
0: you're the Quantum Leap guy, man. You're the guy As like... And, and, and you did see... A hollow, uh, hologram footage of Scott Bakula as well. We did see his face, and we saw the face of the other guy, Sam Rockwell as well. Not Sam Rockwell, um, Dean Stockwell. Uh, we saw his face as well. Um, it was it was decent, man. It was a nice modern update. I preferred it to the original, which you know I never liked. Michelle's, oh,
1: that is then I definitely know it's shit.
0: But Michelle enjoyed it. She, she thought it was fine. Um, you've got to check it out, man. It's the same concept, dude. It's the exact same concept, man. He goes into like this was the mid '80s, like around Live Aid. He went into this guy. I thought it was always a famous person, but this guy wasn't famous in my memory. It was always famous people that it, that he was. No, yeah, no. it was very, very rarely was a famous. People. Okay, see, I must have seen one where it was a famous person, but yeah, it was good, man. I enjoyed it. Look, it could have been better. I'd give it a six out of ten. Six out of ten, I think, is a fair score for a first episode. They um, get me to watch. It wasn't great. Well, you've got to watch it, man. For signal. You've got to watch it, dude. No options. Mm -hmm. No options, buddy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it, man. You've got to come.
1: We'll see how that ultimatum works out next week.
0: (laughs) Well, you're the fucking Quantum Leap guy on this program. You're the guy. Go
1: watch the old Quantum Leap and we can discuss it every week on the show. (laughs) Oh, what's that? You don't want to do that, Dave? Well,
0: you know, no, not really. I mean, I'm the emperor. Yeah, well, now you know how I feel. No, not really. Sure. <laughs> um, well, look. I will continue watching. It. I think I honestly think you would enjoy it, man. Like it is Mate, so, you, so.
1: That's it's not possible. If I watch a trailer and the trailer uh. makes me want to throw up in my mouth, uh. I'm not going to all of a sudden go. Well, you know what? Maybe when I watch the show will be better. No, if the trailer makes me throw up in my mouth, then I don't give a shit. But is this the case with this show? Yes, I watched the trailer and I was just like garbage. Don't want to watch it. Why? What well,
0: like? What happened?
1: Just looked like low budget. Looks like terrible acting. <laughs> not, not interested.
0: It's not great acting. Um, you know, like Robert De Niro's Rest and Easy. It, it's 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 not great acting. It's okay, uh, but it felt like the concept was the exact same. Con- like it is literally a sequel to the previous show. You know what I mean? Like it's not a reboot. They reference um, whatever the guy's name is. You know, that Bakula played. Um, they reference him constantly. He never got home. Um, also, here's a question I've got for you. So, when the guy goes back into the into the past, when he woke up in the body, he was amnesiac. Is was that how it was? with Scott Bakula, or did he remember who he was when he went back?
1: Um, no, he rem he remembered who he was. He oh. just was lost as to what was going on. Like okay. he didn't know what was. Because I believe I I don't think the jumping into the bodies like was um, intended, mm. right? Okay. Um, but no, it well, he was a bit more like um, um, I suppose he was like more shell shocked, mm. trying to figure out what happened and what going on. But I don't remember him living his memory like going ooh. I'm this person now. I don't know who I am. I don't well, that's what this
0: do. guy was doing. He, he he was like, "Where am I? What's going on?" And then his wife in or his fiance she comes in as the hologram, and and they're showing the team back in the present. A uh, sort of you know, they're piping her in, and he didn't remember that he was with her or anything. He, he had no memory of that. Or she explained it to him, and he just ran with it. And I was like, so you know. Was there a team in the original? Was there a team back at home base? No. Nope. Nope. Yeah, in this there is. Um, so it's a bit different in that sense? Because wasn't he just with sort of like I mean, an AI? Was,
1: the only other thing in the show, um, uh, like they've they they've mentioned other people uh. back in the future. Like, you know, he might be talking to someone off camera Yeah. or like his hologram and they're like, oh, they're telling me this, but you never really see anyone. Oh, but they um, are communicating. The only thing is there's Ziggy, um, which is the the, um, the artificial intelligence.
0: That's in this too. Ziggy, they mention um, Ziggy
1: all the time. But there's not, no, there's not many people. Like, I mean, I think they've maybe once or twice shown someone, but mm. it's not like every episode you see other people back in the future. It's very, that was very, very, very rare. Okay.
0: Because at least they make a big production of that. And Ziggy yeah. is the name of the massive computer thing. That, that has all the potential possible futures and stuff and all the mm-hmm. ramifications, they've got all that yeah. going on.
1: Yeah, the fact that you're telling me that we keep having to tune, like jump back to the people in the future working shit out, I'm already you've lost me already, mate.
0: <laughs> they've got the guy in it, I think it's a guy, maybe it's a girl who's, who plays Desire in Sandman. Um, it's like a super camp gay guy and he's he's one of the tech guys and apparently he plays Desire in Sandman. Um, who's one of the sort of like, you know, not gods, but whatever you call dream and destiny and death and desire is one of them. You know, I don't know what the exact word is. It's not anthropomorphic, but it's similar to that, um, like an archetype. And that actor, this really camp guy, he plays like one of the tech people, like one of the big computer wizards. Um, he's pretty on the nose, frankly. Like a little bit of him goes a long way, you know? So yeah. yeah, six out of ten. Six out of ten. I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. But yeah, like do you think it's gonna face a tough time with it like is there some part of you as a Quantum Leap fan that thinks, you know, maybe I can give it a try? You know? Bit of brand loyalty.
1: Never once thought that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just not you're just not feeling it, are you,
1: man? Mate, I don't here's the thing, like I don't I don't like wasting my time with shit. Like mm. my my time is important to me. It's sure. it's actually precious to me, you know. Mm. Um I would prefer to watch something else. Sure. <laughs> like you know, I I just I don't want to watch something just to be annoyed and yeah and, and, and angry and go, geez, I wish I was watching the original. I'd rather just go back and watch the original, honestly. I haven't watched it in such a long time. I, I probably should do that anyway.
3: Yeah,
0: I think you. I think you're more gonna be tailored into the, in into the original. I, I I don't think that this sequel is gonna light it up for you, man. You know.
1: No, as I said, I saw the trailer and the trailer just looked awful. Like it looked like it was made ten years ago, yep. like with with a budget of ten years ago. It just, it doesn't look good. It just looks really, you know. Um, it just looks stock standard. It looked like if you were to show mm, me this mm. with other shows from like 10 years ago, I'd be like, Oh, is it the same show? It Cause did it looks feel... exactly the same on the same budget with the same mm. camera and all like, it just, it doesn't look good.
0: You know, a show that I, I Michelle watched person of interest. Ever seen that? I think it's called person of interest. Uh, I've no.
1: never watched it. No.
0: Is that the one where the computer, um, Oh God, something happens. The computer can predict everything. Have you? I think that's the name of the show. It's got the. It's got Jim Cazavel, whatever his name is, the guy who played. Kavizel,
1: um, you mean? Jim, Caviezel, Jim Caviezel, yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, it's got him. I think that's the name of the show. This actually reminded me of like a, a worse version of that. Um, yeah.
1: Hmm. Like, well, I'm just having a look, and the Quantum Leap. Uh. 2022 is a miss with both critics and audience. Ouch. It's got 53% critics, uh-huh. which is rotten, and 47%. So this is one of those rare times where <laughs> audience and critics actually agree. Right.
0: Wow, and a lot of people had a lot of hopes on this show. There was a lot of there was a lot of people
1: I know. Yeah. But again, the show was just look they they've had this in the show in the, in the works for years, Uh. this revival, they've been, you know, um, Scott Backel has been sort of trying to get this off the ground for, you know, well over a decade. Uh. The problem is, is when I look at the casting, I just, I can't help, but look at this and go, "Mm, I can see there was a checklist involved.
0: Right. You mean with the Asian lead and stuff?
1: Just the, yeah, the casting is one of those typical of like, Oh, we need to make sure that we have two of these and three of these. And, Oh. You know, one of these and all that. And um, there's just no way to make a show. Like, open it up to casting and get the best people, no matter what they are, oh. but, you know, and, and tell a good story. But well, the, I'm sure, the you know I okay. guarantee the you this one. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is, with the, the original Quantum Leap, right? Oh. Once in a while, they would have a one that touched on, you know, racism or uh-huh. like Jim Crow and all that. But most of the times, it was just regular, ordinary stuff you know someone in a shitty point in their life or someone that need like but i guarantee the show will have far more preaching yeah probably um going forward i i guarantee you mm.
0: yeah uh, that's sadly it seems like the price of entry these days that we need to be lectured to it's just like oh god please like i preferred it when you'd have episodes of say magnum and like one episode in the season might have a bit of a preaching message you know what i mean and it was like the exception, whereas now it's like you've got to be spoon fed all this bullshit all the time. Um, like I honestly I- I'm so resistant to it. Like, God help the kids and stuff who see this kind of shit, if they just take it literally. You know, this kind of spoon feeding of of views all the time. I'm 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 just not convinced mm-hmm. it doesn't rot their brains completely, you know?
1: And I mean it's also such a shame as well that um, that you can't do the show with Scott Bakula, you know, because the a show ended was that he never made it home. And here you could pick up where he's literally been doing this now for 30 years. Even owls died. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's still bouncing through time, but now you can pick it off. Like what happened to him? It, it tell a story of why he never got home. Like where did he end up? You could have done it. I yeah. mean, fucking hell, uh, um, Top Gun Maverick showed that you can't successfully do something 30, 40 years later yeah. if you've got a good story. I just think it's terrible that you couldn't figure out a way to make it be done with um But maybe ma- they
0: will. Maybe maybe there was there was speculation that he might be playing a tease, you know?
1: Yeah. No, it it sounds like it's like. Um, well, you
0: do see his face. You, they do show his the hollow image of his face coming up, and they're going, "Doctor, yeah, but, or whatever."
1: Yeah, Becca. but mate, come on. But CGI today and special effects. Like they, they they've got so much footage of Scott Bakula.
0: I'm just saying they, they reference been, him.
1: You know, of course they reference him, but he didn't want to be involved in this. Wow, like, come on. They are using his his thing, and he's basically come out and said, "I've not stepped foot there. I've not done anything in yeah. front, behind the camera, nothing." Yeah. So the fact that he wouldn't even go there and do something, yeah, I think must tell you, like, he's probably not a good show.
0: <laughs> like, well, also you would think the price tag they may not have met his met his quote as well. You know, I would think. You know, well, he- as I
1: said, I think he he wanted to do a continuation, mm. and he'd been pushing for so long, and you know, they strung him along and they were like, yeah, we're going to get this done, we're going to get this done. And then they fucking turn around and say, no, actually, you know what, now that we've greenlit it, yeah. we're going to go a completely different way, you know, different standards today, you know, we've got, a, we've got some quotas to fill and stuff and all that. And he's just like, <laughs> okay, fine. Well, then I'm not interested at all. I won't even come in and do a cameo because yeah. you people are shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's definitely possible. I'm, I'm, you're probably right. You're more likely right than, than not. I, I think there was just part of me – just hoping that they would sort of string him back in, but, yeah, it would seem unusual for him to come out and be so direct, you know, like, in no way is he supporting the show, you know what I mean? Like, he's pretty much just not, not interested, not involved. Like, there's no reason for the loyal fans to, you know, the old show to tune in if they want to get more of Scott Bakula Quantum Leap. It's just like, he shut the door completely,
1: you know? Whereas, you know I'm sorry but the sources the story sounds stupid that they got another guy to start jumping through time even though they knew
0: well he 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 goes in came back. he goes in unauthorized so
1: oh Jesus so not even something original
0: yeah it's kind of like um like he's 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 at a party at the start his engagement party at the start and he gets a little note on his phone and he rushes in and puts himself into the Uh, program and then they then they lose him you know basically and they they send in the hologram after him and she was supposed to be the one who was his fiance was the one who was supposed to be jumping and but it wasn't ready yet kind of thing so he went in solo like without approval sort of thing with some tie to a bigger story you know for why he's going to do it kind of thing so that that's what happens and then at the end of the first episode after she helps him and they turn the guy's life around and all that stuff, um, they lose him. They try to bring him back and they lose him and it, it ends with them like, oh, we've lost him sort of thing. And he then, wa- I think he wakes up, uh, yeah, he wakes up in a uh, space shuttle as it's blasting off and then, then it ends, you know, because it's one of those classic, um, you know, endings where, you know, didn't Quantum Leap do that a bit sometimes? It would, you it would oh do, yeah. yeah,
1: almost every time. Where yeah. the 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 classic ending was always him going, "Oh boy," that's could, literally that he is literally out. I say, even says the same fucking line.
0: I'm not sure he says, "Oh boy," but he might. He
1: better fucking not.
0: He me. he may. I'm not sure. He he shouts out. He's he's an astronaut in a space shuttle. He gets taken off, and I think he might actually yell that out. Yeah, uh, or something very similar. Oh, original. And then it ends, man. The end. It's Just more worky adventures next week. Do you think it'll make it past a season reach or is this one dead on arrival? Uh, it's probably dead on arrival. It's close, isn't it? It's. it's I mean, up.
1: I mean, if it's if it's if the critics are scoring it rotten and the fans are, because yeah. here's the thing, you you can still survive if the fans love it. All right it doesn't matter if critics hate it if the sure. fans love it it means you get in the views it means people are tuning in it means you can keep going mm-hmm. the problem is is if the fans don't like it then yep.
0: it's dead it is yeah I I on my viewing I'm giving it six out of ten and I think it's right on the bubble and could possibly get cancelled um, unless they pull something out of their hat I'm gonna say I think it could be canceled within 10 episodes there you go there's my there's my prediction.
1: Uh, well, it's not streaming, so it'll probably go the season, but okay. unless it gets super bad, well, it could just uh, bomb numbers. I mean, it if if bomb. no one is watching it, like literally everyone tunes into a different channel at that mm. time, <laughs> then it it'll definitely be cancelled early. But uh, it'll probably go a season.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. It's a shame because a lot of people are looking forward to it. You know, like there was a lot of on the internet, a lot of shows I've been listening to have really been hoping that this show would be good. That's why I'm watching it because. I've quite a few, like Aaron over at the G.I. Joe American Headcast show, he is doing a podcast on Quantum Leap, the the old show, and he's also tying in the new show. So he his hopes were, were pinned around this, man, around the launch. And it's already struggling on the very first week.
1: Yeah. Well, look, the thing is, I think they got a lot of people's hopes up when they announced a Quantum Leap. mmm Show and yeah. everyone just assumed, yeah, wrongly that it was going to be. Well, again, they didn't correct anyone for a long time. <laughs> they thought, you know, let's let's keep the anticipation going, let's get people excited, and then maybe the maybe the fact that they're so excited even when we tell them that it's not, it's it's a different thing. Maybe they'll just be like, oh well, I'm so excited, I'll give it a go because yeah. worked out well.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it does suck. Like this need to always reboot everything sometimes where i'm like well i wish you'd just done the show like 10 years after the original rather than wait 30 years and then come back with an all-new cast and it kind of it, it's almost like and i'm sure there are examples of shows where that's worked hawaii Five-O i've always won but in general it's like we're going to reboot it without any of the magic you know what i mean we're going to have none of the magic all we're going to have is the brand name enjoy kids You know, and it's like, fuck you guys with your Magnum PI reboots and your MacGyver reboots. You know, um, I just feel like in no way do those reboots capture the original in any way, you know, but they trade off the brand name. Am I being cynical, Rich?
1: No. No, I don't think i I I, I honestly feel like
0: I'm stating facts. I I honestly feel like it is that cold-blooded that they think we can get this name is is just popular enough that we can spin this off and get a segment of an audience. Will it be good? Probably not, but we think we can probably get like three to four seasons minimum from that just in in itself. Like shows like Magnum P.I. and MacGyver, nobody is talking about them, Rich. You know what I mean? And yet they just battle on and they just don't seem to have in any way grasped the public consciousness like the original shows did like
1: well no, the no. thing is uh, today it's all about um resurrecting franchises i mean it's been like that for probably a good what 20 years well i was going to say it's gotten like super out of hand in probably the last 7 or 8 mm. like where it's just been like jesus christ it's like non-stop yeah like uh nostalgia reboot uh sequel all this sort of stuff and i mean i'm sorry but jesus christ only one has been phenomenal and and good really, which was Maverick, right? Um, even I'm sorry, I did not enjoy the last Bill and Ted one. I know it's Keanu. No, I, I, didn't, Keanu, I, didn't, I didn't. like But the last it. Bill and Ted movie was not good. I'm sorry. Like,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: you know. And none of them were good. That's the problem. Like, I'm sorry. Nine out of ten can't be bad. Like, that's mm. unacceptable. Then stop doing it. If if all you're doing is making nine out of ten bad nostalgia bait fucking shows and movies, stop it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But um, I will also go this, as, to say this. I think when they when they reboot it with all new cast, all new everything other than the name, I I I feel like screw you guys. <laughs> you know, like uh, like I'm like I I think they set themselves up to fail almost like. Uh, you know, at least Maverick had Tom Cruise, it wasn't like they redid Top Gun like they redid Point Break, you know, where they redid Point Break with all new actors and it's just the name. Oh,
1: Jesus Christ, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, no, but it sucked. But do you know what I mean? When they say, Oh, we're gonna redo, you know, Quantum Leap, for example, we're gonna redo Quantum Leap, but and if I was, and and look, I, I wasn't a Quantum Leap fan, but plenty of people were. And, oh, wow, is it going to have Scott Bakula, even in a supporting role? No, it's not. We're just going to do an all-new cast, vaguely the same premise. In terms of Magnum P.I., they tried to mirror the whole show, but they didn't have Tom Selleck, and they had a very underwhelming lead. And I'm like, do you realise Magnum P.I.'s popularity was Tom Selleck and Hawaii? That was the, the secret source to that. You know, and you, not only did you not have Tom Selleck, you, you, you had a very kind of like bland lead who it just in no way was going to fill those shoes. So I, I, I just felt like, what's the point? Like, why am I watching this? Like, if I want to watch Magnum like if I'm in that nostalgic mood, and we all get in it every now and then, Rich, you know, when we go, we're going to re, like when I'm re watching um, Highlander, I'll just watch the original, you know? Like, fuck it. Like, I'll watch the original. Magnum PI went, what, for eight seasons, I believe? Um, there's plenty of Magnum PI that's not that hard to find of the, of the original classic stuff. Uh, I just, I, I'm kind of getting there now where I'm like, if, you're, if, if, if your idea of nostalgia is just the brand name and that's it, um, that's not very nostalgic to me.
1: No, well, that's it. The, the problem is, it's is again, good. it's just a the nostalgia. There's no heart, there's no soul. There's no, there's no love. There's no appreciation. It's just literally just taking the name again. This made us money. Yeah. People love this. fucking put something out there. Yeah. It's and true. And hopefully, we'll, we'll treat the stupid masses.
0: Yeah. It's sad, but watch true. It. Yeah. It's it, you like it. It honestly, that is exactly how it feels. And I and I, I sort of some look like, and I and I am giving them a try. look. I'm being a bit of a hypocrite because I am giving them a bit of a try with Quantum Leap, but. Only out of a bit of interest. But you know what I said to Michelle? um, I wish they would reboot Sliders because I think Sliders had a really good concept that you could actually do really well today and I think could be uh, sort of brought up to date and stuff. I, I think the concept of Sliders was genius. It's similar to Quantum Leap in a lot of ways. You know, like they're sliding between different parallel worlds and stuff. Like... I always thought that was a great, great concept, and yeah, the show was pretty cheesy and stuff. And I probably only had about one and a half good seasons, but the basic concept of it, I thought, was genius. Did 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 you kind of dig that at the time, or
2: the
1: idea of it at least? Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Sliders. Yeah, um, back in the day. But that's my point. Like, it's that's what I find so like disconcerting about today is mm. that like. I always felt like there was always something new yeah. when I was when I was growing up. You know what I mean? Like I just felt like every time something new came out, it was great. Like you, there was always new content, new shows, new types of shit. Yeah. But today, it's like I don't know. It's it's it. I feel like it's a barren wasteland in a way. And not the fact that I'm saying that there's nothing, yeah. but what I'm saying is that it's either nothing of worth, uh-huh. or it's just a shitty remake reboot reimagining of the shit I've already watched when I was growing up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like growing up, I didn't, like there was no such thing as like, uh, like really reboots and and remakes of like old stuff. Oh, it
0: was a lot, it, it was a lot less often, for sure. Heaps less often.
1: You know, yeah. I honestly think, that's why I love the 80s so much, right? I know I know, 70s cinema is fantastic and all that, but the 80s was just like balls to the walls, like just fucking make shit. Yeah. Like some of the goofiest, wackiest, greatest stuff came out of the 80s because people just took chances. They took risks. Yeah. You know, it also helped that the home video was a thing. Yeah. So you could basically make movies and shows for video. You didn't have to go to the cinema, you know, straight to VHS, you know, stores and all that sort of crap. But Mm. at least it allowed people to make shit. They did things. I mean, you would think streaming now. We would have a plethora of new things.
0: Well, there's tons. Are you kidding me? There's shitloads of new things on streaming. Good constantly. things. <laughs> I, I see. That's what I disagree with you. I look. I one thousand percent agree with you on the whole reboot, like itis uh, is how I call it. But there is a lot of content on the streaming channels. Like there's a lot they pump out, man. Like I've um, you know, I've
1: borrowed some friends stuff and, and obviously you know that i go through and and re you know uh recycle i cycle through the sure. uh, subscriptions mm. mate i can't find anything to watch i'm sorry it's all just like i mean where's a show like xeno hercules mm. do you know what i mean we i love xeno where, where's the show now again and i'm not talking about a reboot but right? i'm just talking about that same level of enjoyment mm. and and creativity, like. You know, like even like Stargate. Yeah. You know, or A-Team. Like, where's the, just the, like, I, just, I feel like everyone's trying to make the same stupid shitty shows.
0: Mm. There's a lot of um, CW stuff um, that, they, that they pipe in. I mean, I'm watching Smallville, which was kind of like one of the big CW shows, and then Supernatural. But there's a lot of CW style product that's kind of like teen romance dressed up with a bit of a paranormal twist. Uh, Is how I would describe it. Um, Fort Salem is a show that Michelle watches with witches. That's not too bad. Uh, What was that other show she watched? The Handmaid's Tale or something? Oh Um, god! I mean, it it was so fucking depressing. Rich, like honestly, this was the kind of show that, like, I was like, could this show be any more bleak? You know, (laughs) like Jesus Christ. The,
1: The shows that seem to be like touted and and. And, and pushed and raved upon are these ones with, like, messages. Things about, like, how shitty the world is or uh, how bad these people are. As I said, like, I I just want a good, you know, uh, like, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the terminal list, right? Uh, and and yeah. I enjoyed, like, reach and stuff. But yet, no one, like, it, those aren't pushed because they toxic masculinity and uh-huh. uh, gun nut fantasy. And, and you're like... But I, I I he just want fun like that. I just want a good action show with a macho guy. Why do
0: you go back and watch Smallville? Like, I'm watching it, man. It's good.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I will probably at one point. Um, yeah, it's good, um, I've just watched all three Hobbit movies, and I'm going to watch all three Lord of the Rings movies. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to cleanse the ring of power out of my fucking palate. Like, it's
0: got well, to go. We're going to get to that soon. Now, um, She-Hulk, there was a wedding episode. Uh, look, I'm enjoying the show. I know you You would hate it with a passion. Mm-hmm. I think it's a decent show. I think it's funny uh, without being hilarious, like a, like chuckle funny. Uh, it's lightweight. Uh, it's an easy watch. Um, the special effects on She-Hulk still suck. That's you know. But, like, the, the woman playing um, Titania or whatever her name is, she's good. Uh, the assistant's good. Like it's fun. You, you know, it's just fun. Lightweight fun is how I describe it. I'd give this episode, wedding episode, a seven out of ten. I mean, it's very watchable. Um, it's not going to be remembered in any real way. Um, they're making a lot of fun at the expense of like incels and stuff. I don't know if you're familiar with Rock this term. Horror.
1: Yeah, you don't. What the show is making fun of men? Oh my god, who would have imagined? <laughs>
0: well it's like i don't know if you're familiar with what incels are but they're kind of like um i'm familiar losers. with the incel is
1: and i'm familiar that women like to call every man an incel
0: right okay well yeah i i i was only vaguely aware of it but yeah it, it's a it's a fun show though like it's it doesn't take itself too seriously man it's a bit heavy-handed at times but if you just want a bit of fun it's you you could do a lot worse it, it's one of my I've not liked a lot of the Marvel TV. I disagree on that. Have you watched it?
1: I've watched the first episode, but I disagree that you could find worse.
0: Oh, well, I I think there's been worse. I think this is pretty bottom of the barrel shit. See, I think Captain America and the Winter Soldier was pretty boring. Uh, I would put this. My favorite of the TV shows at at Disney Plus was uh, Loki. This is
1: probably- yeah, but but at least uh uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier only had one annoying character, which was the the villain. She-Hulk has got like sixteen annoying characters and all of them women.
2: I
0: don't
1: know. And it's not that bad,
0: man. Like, I mean it's just it, it's doing like a bit of a Sex in the City riff on the Marvel universe, you know what I mean? Like if I have to Yeah,
1: except the woman on Sex in the City didn't hate men. Well, one of them did. Oh, of the rest did. actually loved men.
0: Yeah. Well, look, it's not that bad, man. Like, you know, it's... I don't, I, I, I don't know. Uh, look, I, I hoped it would be better. I also... I'm not a... You know what I'm not a fan of? When she turns into Jennifer Waters. I I just don't see that. Because at least in my knowledge of She-Hulk... I mean, I don't know. I, I remember her being She-Hulk all the time. When I have read her, she's always She-Hulk. Um... Maybe back in the day or some comics I haven't read, she turns into Jennifer Waters a lot. But when I – I mean, I've read my fair share of She-Hulk over the years. She's She-Hulk a lot of the time, if not most of the time, from my memory, which is not the case in this show. She flicks between the two.
1: Yeah, well, I think in the comics, Jen enjoyed being She-Hulk because she had control over being She-Hulk. She was in control of her faculties. Mm. So she she actually enjoyed being She-Hulk. That's what I remember, anyway. Mm.
0: But in this one, she enjoys it, but, like, she doesn't stay all the time as She-Hulk. Like, when she's just chatting with her friend and no,
1: stuff. to be fair, I mean, that costs money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. That's that's probably it, man. You've probably hit the nail on the head there. But, um, I don't know. I will say this, there's a, there's a Conan, yeah, because Marvel... Got the lost the rights to Conan as we know, and they finally in in the final issue took Conan back to the Hyborian age. And I saw this bullshit article, um, saying how great a steward Marvel had been of the Conan character. I was like, you guys were terrible. You had Conan most of the time in the fucking modern times. Um, completely bungled the classic Conan stories. Like it was terrible. Like you were you were awful. Like, if not for Jim Zub's very brief run, I would consider I would give you guys an F. You know, as it is, I'm giving you a D for your treatment of Conan. I, I honestly, the only good thing Marvel did once they got Conan was publishing all the omnibuses. That's the, that that's actually the good thing they did. They published all the omnibuses. I've got like eight Savage Shorter Conan omnibuses and eight normal Marvel Conan omnibuses. Um, you did that well. The actual treatment of Conan in your regular monthly comics, terrible. Jason Aaron was not at his best at all. He was he was it was like he was phoning it in. It was all like I love I love Conan, I'm gonna do so much stuff with him. Dude, you phoned in a very mediocre Conan story. You know? I don't know. I just I'm not happy, Rich. Can you tell?
1: No. Maybe just say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we know how much you love your Conan. Yeah, and I wasn't happy with with Marvel's uh, treatment. Now,
0: I I am sounding like I'm going to just be complaining tonight, but it is not the case. But I am going to I am going to give you a review, Richard. I want to get your point of view. We watched Michelle and I watched Andor. Now, just so you know, we have not loved, but we have enjoyed. The, the, the Disney Star Wars stuff like I enjoyed Boba Fett and I quite liked Obi Wan as did Michelle, but this Andor show, Rich, I've watched I watched three episodes of it because they they did three you know um uh, you know straight away they dropped three straight away it it's maybe the most boring thing I've watched in years it's so fucking dull um you would almost not even know it's Star Wars dude I've all I can say is this show sucks and I hate it with a passion. I don't think we're going to keep watching it. At the end of episode three, I was like, a bit of a story. And I was like, I, at one point, I was like, what is the story here? It's so slow. Um, I actively dislike this show. Michelle, the same. We may not keep watching it. Um, have you caught any of this? Because weirdly enough, but apparently people are loving it. Ralph, my friend on Facebook, he hates it too. And I said, are we just insane or has the world gone crazy? Um, what do you think, Rich?
1: Uh, I only watched about 28 minutes of it. Did you find power. it very dull and boring? And then I just switched off because I was just like, I can't watch this and rings of power. Like, I
0: will literally kill myself. You don't need to keep watching this at all. I will watch it just out of pure cold-blooded professionalism, but it is dull. I'm giving it's, it...
1: it it's, it's weird to me that people are raving about it, and I just why? go, that this feels like the, the the least feeling style will show out of all of them. Yeah.
0: But, but like, what are they raving about? Let's have a look here. And or reviews. Because to me, it is so fucking slow and dull. And I'm just like, I don't understand people sometimes. I'm like, what are you guys so excited about? Like, I I, I mean, look at this. It's my favourite Star Wars show. No offence to Grogo, but so far, Andor is the best Star Wars show. Oh, Jesus. Like, like people are just, they're raving about it. Like, I, I don't understand what. And, look, here's New York Times. Andor review. Star Wars without the Star Wars. That's not a positive. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm watching it, and I said, I said to, um, I said to Michelle, where's an alien? Where's Han Solo? Give me something. Give me something that is like, because apparently it's all like, oh, there's no fan service. I'm like, I don't need fan service. I just want a cool story in the Star Wars world. This doesn't even feel like it's in the Star Wars world. Um,. I, I just I really actually hate it with a passion, and I and I think it's just boring. Um, there's a lot of stuff here about how it's 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 less Star Warsy. Tony Gilroy who came in to do the rewrites on um, on uh, oh, Rogue One. I'm
1: sure there'll be tons of articles going forward now. How it's brilliant not having Star Wars in Star Wars.
0: Mm. Well, that's what this article I'm reading is.
1: No, but um, I'm saying there'll be tons of these articles like really trying to convince Mm. me Mm. you know know, that that's what i look at it is is that that this is brilliant and that i'm crazy for not for for wanting star wars in star wars
2: yeah
0: well you know now i've got a question for you the character that um oh god what's his name the guy who's in thor the old guy the professor guy Skarsgård or something
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Remind me what he did in Rogue One. Was he, like, in the. Was he Rogue one of one?
1: the. He wasn't in Rogue One. Wasn't he? No.
0: Oh, I thought he was. And I thought that this he was. In this, he's, he's trying to form the Resistance, I think. or the... no,
1: dumped, I'm 98% okay, so he's... sure he's not in Rogue One.
0: Oh, so he's a completely new character. Because he's, like, recruiting hmm. him. And I thought it was, um, and that happens at the end of episode three. That's when the story finally shows fucking some small signs of life. Because up until then, I was like, wow, this is um, really, uh, I don't know, how can I say just dull? Like, here He goes. uh, The scene in which Garza's character recruits Cassian while they're pursued by corporate goons takes up much of the fourth episode, and it's an exciting, well-executed action set piece. the recruitment pitch is notably uninspiring, and that's typical of Andor, in which action and design are more than satisfactory while the thinness of the characterizations leaves you unfulfilled. I mean, I'm like, I don't even think it's action. It's just boring. Um, I agree, the characters aren't very well defined, and they are very thin, but it's not like it compensates it with, like, crazy action. I was... I'm giving it, like... Michelle said 1 out of 10. I'm going to give it 2 out of 10. I, I am disappointed... I I know you were saying, because Michelle was trying to place it, I go, it's a prequel to a prequel. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah. It's like we're getting desperate
1: now. It's a prequel. Oh, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's like, uh, Disney Star Wars is all over the place.
0: Yeah, the prequel to the prequel, Rich. Um, the sequel to the prequel, it's a prequel to a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I, I'm not confident that this show needed to have existed. You know, honestly, I, I especially with this guy, like if you wanted to do a pre-New Hope show, I'm not sure this was the most fascinating element, you know, because...
1: But I, I, don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't have an issue with them saying, let's do a show about the rebellion. Yeah. But why on fuck would you pick a character that we already know dies? Yep. So there's, like, all roads lead to death. Oh, great. A character that I don't really fucking care about, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I already know where his story ends. Why am I invested? Why would I be invested in a TV show about a character that I barely know mm. from a movie that he dies in at the end? He's not that good of a character no, that I, I would yeah. care enough yeah,
0: yeah. to be
1: like, oh, geez, I really want to see what he did before he died. No, I don't care. Uh, yeah. Creating a new character that you can where I have no idea where he could go. Could he die here? Who knows? No, he can't die here because he dies in a stupid fucking movie.
0: I will say this. He had the one good scene in Rogue One where he shoots that other guy, the other re- rebel guy to get away. And I was like, oh, this guy's a bit of a badass. I can't remember anything else he did in that movie. It wasn't that no, he fascinating. He didn't do
1: anything else. Yeah, it wasn't that as fascinating.
0: As well. Like That's what I'm saying. Like So that, that one scene told you a lot about his character but you know what? It didn't make me feel. Oh man, I need a fucking eighteen episode epic telling me how he got there. That's not mm-hmm. what I like. I agree. If they were, if they went for a wider scope rebellion show, yeah, I, I'm interested, sure. But um, he's not a member of the rebellion. I don't think even he, he's yet to be recruited. So he's just a guy.
1: No, well, again, it's about and it's about this character. It's not about the rebellion. It's about him.
0: Yeah. Well. I'm not fascinated. You know, I'm not fascinated at all. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10 because maybe there's a little bit of promise in that final episode that I saw, but it was a slog, man. And and I'm going to be honest with you, I think Disney are doing two things. I think they were aware that the three episodes were extremely slow, which is why they dumped three at once, you know, because otherwise they would be getting a lot of flack for how slow this is going if it was released weekly. And I also think uh, Disney are paying off the critics. I think they're paying off. They're spending quite a bit of money, Payola style, to get the critics giving it a bit of positive support. I really do because mm-hmm. I, I I think it's a poor show, a very poor show. Um, and I'm not normally that far wrong on these kind of things. Like it's very rare that I'm I'm so far off base in terms of this opinion. And I've got a, I've just got a feeling. Well, the, the mouse maybe, isn't the, you know? Think
1: about this. Think about this. No. I don't think any Marvel mm. or TV show, Marvel TV show or Star Wars TV show has gotten a rotten rating. Right. I'm pretty sure. Not, not one. Mm. They just hit fresh. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like the rule is. Just it you can be negative but it has to be fresh like you it has to be like this is the minimum you can yeah. score it but i cannot think which i would think is impossible the amount of content mm. between star wars and marvel mm. that disney has put out and especially in the last 5 years yeah. i just find it really hard to believe that not one single show even just like is in the just in the rotten yeah you know like a 50 something percent or something you know what i mean I just find that remarkable. Oh, well, the, that the, can't the, be that good. The mouse is they paying off the critics. The
0: mouse is paying off the critics and also they're beholden to Disney. You know, so there's a fair bit of, like, oh, I'll be honest, that they are beholden to Disney. They know where their well, bread's buttered, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, some of it is probably paying off but a lot of it is just like blackmailing of like, well, we're not going to invite you to places or fly you out for yeah premieres and we're not going to yeah. give you early access and all that sort of shit. So sure. it's a bit more of a, uh quid quo pro kind of're in they're in the, they're in of the pockets of AI. the
0: mouse they're in the pockets of the mouse basically you know and the mouse has got them and, and, and that's it's it's I mean it's so predictable um and yeah it's obvious and I and I certainly think that some of these shows have not been that great you know and some of them weirdly haven't stuck like you don't hear anyone talking about Hawkeye you know what I mean it's like that show mm-hmm. didn't exist you know like it's it's weird. It's not like, and that's what I'm saying, like, it's rare if you've got a fresh show that nobody remembers. It's like Hawkeye was screened to an empty cinema and they just said they released it because nobody talks about that show,
1: you know? But to be fair, no one talks about any of the shows. Mm. Like, we have gone through so many shows, mm. right? What have you had? Wonder, Falcon, Ms. Marvel. Loki, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, she-Hulk, Hawkeye, mm. like we're almost up to like 10 shows.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you're just pumping them out so much that they can't really stick because they've been replaced by the next one.
0: Well, the, it's the conveyor belt mentality. Even with Andor, it's like She-Hulk's coming to an end, so they pull down Andor. They just want to keep, you know, they're, they're finally starting to build up a bit of momentum in terms of their actual content because they needed it. You know, Disney was very thin on the yeah, ground. But my point is, is it's so
1: lackluster that you—you, you, it's yeah. just been replaced by the next one, which yeah. is also lackluster. So nothing's really sticking.
0: Yeah, it is lackluster. I
1: agree there. But oh. it's just funny to me that not a single one has got even a high rotten. You but, know, like like just made it into the rotten. Yeah. Not a single one, and I just find that I find that impossible.
0: Well, I think we've put our, our fingers on the reason. Really. It's that the reviewers are beholden to the mouse, and oh yeah, say, yeah, yeah, it goes both ways. Um, but I'm
1: saying that's my evidence. My evidence is that it's impossible for you to pump out so much shit mm. and not even have one, one a and, and so
0: much fairly mediocre content too. Like it's, it's, you know, it's like it's not like it's all very sort of like critically sort of designed and hard hitting. It's a lot of it's pretty mediocre stuff. So. You know, a lot of a lot of other uh, shows would be treated a lot more harshly by the, the same critics who who are, who are falling over themselves to praise Andor for some reason. You know, like which is odd to me because if there was one Disney show that I think really isn't even entertaining at this point, it's Andor. I think it's the least entertaining of the bunch. I'm i I'm, I totally agree that some of I, I I think Captain What Was Falcon Winter Soldier was also fairly. Bland, but it was better than this. But, like, people were complaining about Boba Fett and Obi-Wan. To me, far better shows. At least they were entertaining. I know they had flaws, we discussed them, but they had a lot more life. Andor feels very lifeless. Like, it's dreary, almost, is how i describe it. It's like, I'm just like, man, this is not the Star Wars I want at all. This is, like, the opposite of everything I want. And I have a feeling... That I will be proved right in the end. I, I think that this this Disney paid for critical acclaim is gonna fade, man. I really do believe it.
1: Oh, I I, I, yeah, I I cannot disagree with you then.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, it was it was it was an odd one. I was very disappointed. Uh, then we had Rings of Power. Um what happened? Numenor uh, actually, I enjoyed it, like the, the – the no hobbits. Really? You
1: enjoyed all one hour and fucking 13 minutes of this tripe?
0: I did because it was the elves um, with the dwarves and so we saw stuff that was happening in the Dwarven Kingdom and then a lot of stuff with Numenor, which I enjoyed, man, and and they used the Palantir and you saw the ending of Numenor, which is when the gods, like, flood the island. Yeah. Um, Dude, I dug it. Like,
1: Oh, yeah, you mean the Palantir that they're supposed to have seven of, that apparently they've mm-hmm. only got one because we've got to change the law for some reason?
0: What do you mean? No, they, they had they had seven Palantir. No,
1: she said they're all missing. This is the last one. They're all missing or unaccounted for, and that's not true. They're supposed to have seven there in numinal.
0: Oh, really? Oh, I wasn't yep. aware of that. I thought she meant there were seven scattered around the world somewhere. I didn't realise they were. They all no, had
1: to because be. the seven were supposed to be in Numenor, and uh, right. it's supposed to when the Numenor sinks, it's supposed to be taken, and then they lost.
0: Ah, right. So they sort of preempted. Right.
1: Yeah, I, it's lazy writing. What do you
0: know? Why did they do that? Like just to. I don't know.
1: Why do they change everything in this fucking show? Like, why do they keep adding just anything for the But how sake do of you
0: care? Because you didn't even read the original books and stuff of the Palantir. No, but
1: I didn't – but there are some things I do know because I have watched the odd, like, lore video or something like mm. that when, you know, mm. because, I mean, I do – I fucking consume so much, like, fantasy and mm. movie sort of stuff, I get recommended things like, you know, like, what are the palantir and all that sort of shit? Sure, or, you know who was this character. And occasionally, I might go, "Oh, I might be interested in that. Let me have a watch." So, mm. I mean, I know some stuff, but I don't mm. know. I'm not like a deep, deep diver where I've studied it for years and years. I'm
0: reading but into this. Remember- I'm reading into this. Okay, so you are right. Seven. Okay, so this is talking about the original like Tolkien's books, yeah. In Tolkien's high mm. fantasy, all the rings, the palantirs were made by the elves of Valinor. Uh, by the Noldor, apparently by Fenor himself. The number he made is not stated, but there were at least eight. Seven of the stones given to Amandil of Numenor during the Second Age were saved by his son Elendil. He took them... Which
1: is Isildur's in, father. Yeah,
0: Isildur's father, the the guy who fished um, Galadriel out of the water, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, he took them to Middle-earth while well, at least the Master Stone remained behind. So you are right, um, he took seven. And four were taken to Gondor. Um, and, of course, we had the one in that Denethor had in Lord of the Rings, and I think Galadriel had one, and other people had them. And um, so, so, uh, Saruman had one, because that's how Sauron corrupted him, because he kept showing... And, and same with Denethor. They show... That Sauron came to control them somehow. I'm not sure how, but he did. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a... That's a, that, that's a that, like, the Tolkien geek in me, again, disappointed by that news. Um, when she said it, I was like, "Oh, okay." So the others are scattered. I, and I must admit, I I did actually think for a second, "Oh, okay." Oh, but I remember reading this now, and you are right. So I don't know, man. It's the same thing, though, that apparently they don't have the rights to unfinished tales, which is why we're not getting the proper king, uh Fazeron. We're getting the daughter and the king's infirm. You know, we're not getting the storyline for the Unfinished Tales, which actually does detail Numenor and all the kings and queens of Numenor because apparently they didn't buy the rights to Unfinished Tales. Yeah,
1: but baffling. Numenor was also supposed to be sunk because mm. they went to war against the Valinor to try and... Yeah, um, that's what happens. Rest immortality. But I don't think they're going to be doing that in the show. Oh, that sucks. I hope they do. Because they've said to uh, Galadriel that like she's going to bring some doom to the island or whatever. So I, I honestly think they're going to, there's going to be a completely different reason why uh, Numenor gets sunk or destroyed. Well, like, yeah, um,
0: hilariously, um, the storyline is pretty simple. Basically, Arthazeron is like this massive warlord and, and uh, the great king, and he allies with the elves much like the daughter does. He allies with the elves, and they go and fight Sauron, who has risen in Middle-earth, in a huge battle, beat him, capture him, take him back to Numenor, where he eventually kind of becomes like the guy in the court whispering in the king's ear, and he keeps telling him about going to Valinor. They then go and invade Valinor, and the second they touch foot on Valinor is when the world is cracked, and Numenor. Yeah, is but flooded.
1: as I as think, I think they've changed it already. Yeah. I think the guy that's there, who they think is the lost king, I think he's already um, Sauron.
0: That's interesting. That's yeah. You did say that, and I'm watching him now. Um, and you are right. I mean, they are making no effort to make him appear sympathetic. What about the elf?
1: He seems to know how to play people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. He seems to like. He says, "What does she want?" But you know, this is how you smooth talk them. This is how you play them to get what you want. And I'm like, yeah, seems like something Sauron would do with his sweet words and yeah, when he makes himself you know a, a, appealing and, and all that mm. sort of stuff. Mm. um and again he seems to be fascinated and obsessed with uh forging mm. uh or smithing so any you know as he says to Galadriel, uh i'll help you get out of this but you need to stop trying to take me away from this island i'm mm. gonna st- so i don't know there's something sus about him and i think but again it's hard to know what's going to happen because as i said they're not really sticking to the uh, yeah the, the the source material which a lot of times they can't mm. but um I don't know, man. I just find I'm not joking. Like, especially when something, when an episode like this is an hour and 13 minutes, I find myself just like sometimes just like zoning out, man. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. staring at the screen, but I, I sometimes like yeah. go, oh shit. Oh fuck, what happened there? Like, I wasn't paying attention. I have to,
0: Isn't that uh, sad? Like, cause I, I'm like that too. Don't, you're not alone. I am finding with weirdly with some stuff that, like, I should like, I'm just, like, it just feels very flabby and and not focused enough for me, and I'm just, I do find myself checking my phone, and I'm, well, like...
1: Can I say something? It's been very interesting to watch people's opinions turn in real time. Mm. So the first two episodes, everyone is raving about it. Yeah. Right? Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's, oh, my God, it's so stunning, it's so beautiful, oh, my God, oh, 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 it's so brilliant. Mm. Cut back to episode four. Yeah. And the same people on the same websites, same publishers, whatever, are going, Oh, geez, it's a bit boring. Oh, it's not really moving and <laughs> oh I've got these issues and I was like, Yeah, it's a fucking amazing how <laughs> you know come issue four, you maybe start to realize, oh, now that I have to keep watching it. That's good though. That's good that people are realizing that though as well. Like yeah, um... but then I also think to myself, but it's no different. Yeah, but the two episodes but, you're raving
0: about yeah, are just as bad as people, these two. People are, are giving it some, uh, you know, time to set up, but like we're four episodes in, and not everything. It's the glacial place. Yeah, not every scene, but there are scenes in Numenor that, honestly, Rich, I feel are so similar to cut scenes in Assassin's Creed Origins, and that is not a compliment. Like where it's just like looks pretty and some characters babbling on and talking and talking and talking and you're actually thinking can i just you know can i just cut through this bullshit you know because i don't care um it's like that like they set it up really nicely it looks brilliant looks very pretty um although i cannot stop noticing now that that woman doesn't show her upper teeth hardly ever and ever since you've said that i just can't I, i notice it all the time when she's acting now um
1: yeah I, can't, I feel like she's not a good
0: actress she's, she's not, not a good. no she oh, i will I'll say, say i mean not, the
1: woman that acts as a uh, queen she's much uh, better name, much uh, better is it nemeria what's her name i'm uh, not sure
0: of her name but she's a lot better actress than much her. better
1: actress than well in fact to be fair that quite a few lot of people are better actors than mm. than her um but um yeah look you know you know i mentioned it offhand and yeah, it is one of those things, once you notice it, it's really hard. It's,
0: How about the scene like where that. Galadriel was going to get arrested by those three guys and somehow she put them in the cage? I, it was almost mm. not even shown. I said to Michelle, that may have been one of the lamest things I've ever seen. Like, what did they do? They came, they tried to rush her and she ducked out of the way. They all went in the cage and then she locked the door. That's what it seemed like, like
1: some sort of cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was pretty shit. But it, you was know, it was terrible. No, nah, that, that's just lazy because they didn't want to film a fight scene. Yeah. I want to know how incompetent the writers are that they don't know what sedition means. <laughs> so she gets put into jail. Yeah. And he goes, what got you in the, uh, She's a sedition. What's his name? Um, I'm, I'm just going to call him, um, fake Aragon. Yeah. Um, he goes, Oh, what the, what are you in for? And she goes sedition. I'm like, mm. no, you can't actually be put in jail for sedition because one, you didn't do any sedition, anything seditious 2 you're not a citizen.
0: Well, you, you, she, she was in. You, you can't do the, It's conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch.
1: But she wasn't doing that.
0: What was she doing? She was
1: asking her to speak to the monarch. Mm. She said, if you cannot, if, if you are not willing to listen, mm. if, if you don't have the power, I need to speak to the king, the man with the real power. That's not sedition. But you can. That's a Karen asking to speak to the manager. Yeah, I hear you. But, but it's, not, it's not an act of sedition. But you don't need to be a citizen to practice sedition in another country. Yeah, but, I mean, generally, it I mean, well, not generally. a citizen, but you've got to be, like, of, like, sort of that area. Well,
0: kind of no, I think if you're a foreign agent and you're you're trying to, you know, get uh, disruption. Guess. But
1: I mean, a foreign agent would be passing or pretending to be a citizen, or I'm a, thinking a, in a villager in or whatever.
0: Medieval total war, where they get the, the spies in the cities
1: and, and get yeah. the chance of unrest going up. But I mean, asking to speak to the manager is not seditious. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, look, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm where
1: I was. Oh, and then the queen just changes her mind. Like,
0: well, she, like she, that? she found a heart. I, she found a heart. All of a sudden. No, but also she realised that her leaving was gonna curse them to the flood, I think. I think that's what it was. She realised that in her vision she let her go and the flood came. So I think that was when she then she then switched.
1: No, 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 no. It was just for some reason that the white petals from the tree were coming down.
0: Yeah, that's right. But but they're but they're the sign that the tears are the gods. So she realized she was going against the gods' wishes. I think that's what you were supposed to gather from that. I mean, you know, the metaphor. I think that's what it was. I The the, the, the tears of the gods when all the white petals came down, she realized she was going against the will of the yeah, gods. But, and I, and hence the. but I,
1: I kind of feel like it was a big mistake than just having some guy go, you know, we hate the elves, they're coming for our jobs. Because it's mm. like, well, now you're just sending all them to fight with the elves. Like, I didn't understand why that needed to uh, I don't understand why they had to have that scene of showing like some of them doing that, you know, Erka Durka, They come for our jobs
3: because they're showing the
1: unrest,
0: the, the unrest in the community.
1: I yeah, but again, it doesn't feel like that is my point. It feels like they're trying to. Oh, they're, but pretty it's not, it's they're pretty not hostile. They're pretty hostile.
0: They're pretty hostile towards because she's the first elf who's been in there in generations. And they used to be close allies of the elves, and they've yeah. Now turned but you can't them. have
1: one elf come to the city, and then them going. The elves are here for our jobs. No, it's one fucking elf. Like, if there was a group, yeah. if there was some of like if if like she had come with her regiment, like with her, her group, and there was like yeah. six or seven of them, I could then maybe understand. Oh, hey, there's a bit of a force here. This is, this, what would this could have made mean, more it's sense? It's one that they found in the yeah. middle of the fucking ocean. Like, come on. What like, would have made more sense? I just feel like sense. there was poor writing.
0: What would have made more sense is if they were complaining about being dragged into elf wars. You know, yeah, how, that's fine. You know how
1: they're always like. You know they're always like,
0: Oh, we're getting dragged into American wars or you know, that kind of shit. Like, and there's always a percentage of people, I'm not one of them, but who are always complaining about that kind of shit. Like we're dragged into foreign wars because we're an ally. Yeah, well they could be But as I said, I would
1: I would love to see that it actually be that they're envious of the elves. Not that they hate them. But I
0: think they are. I think there's a... I, I, but I want to see
1: you. more of that. I don't want the... Well, they're, I don't they're, want they're the xenophobic, man.
0: They're xenophobic towards the elves. They've developed a hatred. They used to be close to them, but by this late point in Numenor's I, history... Yeah, but Dave, crap. I
1: get that, and you're going, oh, in this history and that, but, I, okay, if I'm a normie just watching this mm. for the first time, I don't know anything about the Cimmerillion. I don't know anything about the appendices and all that. Show. If I'm sitting here, I go, why do they hate the elves? Like... Galadriel just says that this was a gift from the elves. They fought with the elves. Yeah, what? Like you have to. Yeah, you you have to give people something as to why wow. do they feel this way. Yeah, yeah. Now I agree. you could have one of the characters say there right. was a falling out. We, well, you I think know, they did. Um, I think
0: we, in one scene there was a mention in a previous episode that there was a falling out.
1: Yeah, but what I'm saying is that you need to you need to give more meat on them bones.
0: You do. I agree. I agree because. I agree with you there, because because I'm getting pleasure from it as a Numenor fan, but most of my fandom comes from the books, not from this show. Although I do like the look of Numenor, I do think that it looks spectacular. I, I really do like what they've done visually, but the, but that's empty, you know. For me, like things can look as pretty as they want. Rich, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm watching cutscenes from Assassin's Creed, and that is not why I play Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you know.
1: I, I will say one more negative thing, and then I will say one positive thing. Go for it. Okay. My negative thing is I'm really, really hating the the dialects oh. in the show um, because if you watch The Hobbit and you watch The Lord of the Rings, right? Mm. Other than Gimli, who's doing a bit of a Scottish, oh yeah, no one has a real distinct accent,
0: a brogue mm. or whatever they say. Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. It's very just like just try and sound posh. Just try and sound. Mm. Fantasy, yeah. You know what I mean just Just don't sound American. Well don't sound very well spoken, you know,
0: enunciated quite clearly a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, but in this show, you, all the hobbits sound like fucking Irish. All the dwarves sound like Scottish. Oh yeah, there's a bit Scottish, I'm, like yeah. Like, you know, oh, oh. all these people sound like Yorkshire. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, you're making it sound very like UK. Dated. It's very UK. Yeah, like, it sounds. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, it just sounds like oh, it's 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 English people, you know, it's, it it's from the Isle of Britain.
0: I mentioned which that is to very Michelle. disappointing. I mentioned that to Michelle. I said, Jesus, they've really covered the UK in this show. Like everyone's oh, talking in UK. I mean, I, yeah,
1: I mean, watch yeah. Lord of the Rings. No, none of the hobbits sound the same. Merry, Pippin, Frodo, and Sam mm. all have a different way of speaking. All have a slightly different accent. Mm. Right? Same with, uh, you know, uh, Gandalf, uh, Aragorn, mm. Boromir, Faramir. Like, mm. they all that they, they don't sound like they all just speak in the same dialect or they, they all have the same accent. It's very rich and unique, and everyone has their own yeah. sort of thing. Even the dwarfs in the Hobbit movie, none of them sound the same.
0: They kind of gross, they, gruff, all have, they? They're kind of gruff a lot of the time, you know?
1: Well, some of them are, and one of them is almost a little bit like. Um, Fancy, you know, Thora, like
0: Thorin Oakenshield is quite well spoken.
1: Yes, uh, and, and so is like uh, Balin, and 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 Durin is bro- well. His brother's a bit more gruffer, but Balin is very well spoken, almost a bit of a wise man, mm. you know. But then you've got the others, and one of them sounds a bit Scottish, and one of them sounds um, Glimly and gloin or something, isn't it? Like something yeah. Like and that. then there's one. I think his name is Ori or something like yeah, that. Like there he is. sounds like almost uh, effeminate. Yeah. You know, it's a mixture, is my point. But in this, all the dwarves just sound Scottish. Yeah. All the hobbits just sound like, uh, just give us your best Irish accent. And I just go, why? Oh. Why do you see people kind of create their own... This is how I want to sound as a hobbit, or uh, I want to sound as a dwarf. You know what whatever. I remembered? It-
0: was it you who sent me the... You know the chick who plays Duran's wife? The black chick? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So was it you who sent me this... Thing? Someone sent me this video of her on the red carpet. No, and- I haven't seen it. Oh, my God, Dude. It's so hilarious. She's talking like she's been given, like, United Nations Nobel Peace Prize or something. Like, (laughs) oh, my God. Like, it's like I don't mind her in the show by any means. I actually think she's all right. But she's talking like she's broken the barriers of acting, man. Like, she's gone when no black woman's ever gone before. I was like, oh, calm down, love.
1: Like, Well, here's something interesting that you bring that up. House of the Dragons yes has also got some uh, race changes sure. right've they've, they've, they've added some black characters yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, they do, yeah.
1: Um, in and stuff and all that. the difference between House of Dragons and Lord of the Rings oh. House of Dragons never made that the marketing yeah uh, of the show. They were just it's like, true. yeah, what? Uh, yeah, there's black people. We're going to have black these this sort of but, race but or whatever. That, about, we were move ap- on on.
0: I thought we were sort of, yeah, it was like, haven't we moved a bit beyond this? Like where we're just but like.
1: Which show is doing better?
0: I prefer. Which show are the
1: fans? You know, the fans are enjoying the show. Mm. The, both shows have got race changes. Yeah. Both shows have added black characters to uh, predominantly white mm. Um, races or, 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 or clans, or whatever the hell you want to call them, or houses, whatever. Mm. But the one show made it like beat you over the head with it, yeah, nonstop, and he's still doing it now. And the other one just said, "Listen, we've done it, move on." Mm. And which show is being watched by more people, and which one has a higher audience score? I would say House because of Dragon because both people were pro- both fans are probably watching it. You, if you're a Lord of the Rings yeah, fan, I'm, I'm sure watching you're man. watching House of Dragon, the vice versa, yeah. and it's got a very different u- user score or audience score between those two shows. You cannot tell me that's not the same people watching those two shows that are rating those two shows. And I just find that funny. I find it funny that the the show that didn't make a big deal about it...
0: House of the Dragons got an 8.9 out of 10 on IMDb and 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see what um, brings the power.
1: You're talking about audience or you're talking about critic?
0: I don't know. 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Let's have a look. I know I normally just go to Better Critic. Okay, so House of the Dragon, 85% average tomato meter, 85% average audience score. So it's the same, 85%. Mm. Uh, now let's have a look at Rings of Power.
1: Oh, I guarantee you Rings of Power will be about 40% audience score.
0: I think it'll be more like in the 50s, but we'll see. Um, I've not checked this out, so I, I honestly don't know. But it won't be higher. There's no way ring- Rings of Power is, 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 is not as watchable. Oh, here we go. Wow. Eighty-five percent, or average tomato meter for Rings of Power. Thirty-nine percent average audience score. There you go. How is it getting an eighty-five? So, is that eighty-five percent from critics? Critics, yes. Right, but let's go to Rings of Power on Metacritic, which is a far more trustworthy. Um, site, because it collates all the critical opinions. So let's have a look. At well, so, does
1: right, so does right in, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah,
0: but 85 is too high. Like, So it looks like, let's have a look here. Uh, yeah, 71 on Metacritic score, and a 2.4 user score on, on Metacritic, which is where I normally go for these kind of things. So, yeah. So, I still think that's a high, I'm surprised that it's got such a high, I would have thought it'd be in the 60s, uh, you know, if I was scoring it, I'm still giving it six to a six point five, probably closer to a six at the moment. Um, and I and I think House of the Dragon is a, is a better, is is a more watchable show. I should say. I, I think House of the Dragon is more watchable. I, I I do think that. Um, but you know, they're playing like they are playing a very long game. See, look at this. So, House of the Dragon has got a sixty-nine Metacritic score, so it's actually below Rings of Power, which is so odd. And it has a four-point-six user score, which is feels low. So, I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. But to me, um, oh, what I find House interesting,
1: though, from what I've heard, mm. is House of the Dragon seems to be getting better. It is. Like it some is. people have said, like the first three episodes are kind of like. Good, nah, not so good, but the apparently the last two episodes, which I think is four and five, I think, yeah. maybe. yeah,
0: you're right, you're
1: right. Have a lot of people I've seen have said it's fantastic, like it's, it's getting it. a
0: lot more exciting, like it's, it's ratcheting up.
1: The, the rings of power is the opposite. The rings yeah. of power, people seem to be losing interest in it as we get into four and five, and all that. Sort
0: I'm of gonna say something that might surprise you if it wasn't for Numenor, I would I would struggle. If it wasn't, if they took out the Numenor storyline, I would be where I am with Andor. I'd be struggling to find motivation to watch. I would watch it because it's Lord of the Rings, but I honestly think it's just the Numenor storyline that's propelling it. There's so many subplots in Rings of Power that drag it down. Like, please, can we not go back to the Hobbits for a fucking three seasons as they wander their way through that path? I mean. And, oh, well, yeah.
1: th- th- that's the good thing I have to say about this episode. I know, they weren't there, I know. No hobbits in it.
0: Thank God. Uh, they weren't missed. That is one storyline that, that feels like in, in fucking five seasons we might get to a, some resolution there. They are stringing that out like you wouldn't believe. They've got no story to speak of other than they've found a wizard, and, like, honestly, it should have been a scene or two in one episode. It's been strung out for episode after episode. Um. Yeah, it's, it is it is kind of be careful what you wish for, Rich. Like, I wanted this Lord of the Rings show so badly, and they have spent a lot of money on it, so it does look good, but the content, it is, it is not that exciting and not that good, and it doesn't even have the Tolkien classic feel to lean on because they've come up with their own shit, if you know what I mean. Like... So really, they're no better than, like, uh, you know, House of the Dragon, where they're basing it very loosely on something fucking J.R.R. Martin, like, tossed out there, you know, like, here's some fucking glossary information, like, have fun. And so they're building in a lot of stories and stuff, but my God, they're doing a better job of it than these guys over at Rings of Power, you know, and... The stuff that, because they, they you know what I mean, they they haven't got that really strong foundation of like a, the story, like when you are adapting the Lord of the Rings movies, you had a very strong spine of a storyline that you could adapt, um, and Tolkien had mapped it out. Whereas this stuff is very much not mapped out, and they're coming up with their own bullshit, and a lot of it is mediocre. If I can be honest, like,
2: oh god, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, as you can tell I'm starting to flip on it a little bit. I'm, I'm. I had, the problem is I, I think I have my reservations about it and I have my expectations. And I and I feel House of the Dragon, I didn't know what to expect. I'm enjoying it. you know. I, I'm not going to go on and on about it, but I'm enjoying it. When I'm watching with Michelle, I'm totally engaged. You know what I mean? Like the phone's down. I'm really watching it. Lord of the Rings, it gets to like that 40-minute mark and I'm just like, okay, come on, come on, come on. Are we going to get something? Oh,
1: mate, as I said, when I sit down and I see... 73 minutes. I just go, oh you've got to be kidding me. An hour and 13 minutes of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, turning to
0: some happier news, Rich, you've got uh some information on Terminal List.
1: Uh, yeah, so um I uh, Chris Pratt basically said recently that um mm. cuz obviously there's been no official uh, announcement from Amazon about a second season for Terminal List. Mm um but chris pratt has told fans not to worry as things are being worked on for the other season so there seems to be things happening that's good behind the scenes and he's at least telling people don't worry we're working on shit now maybe that might mean they're shopping around somewhere else um although this show was so popular I, i can't believe amazon doesn't have good numbers for its yeah well surprised. amazon will know the numbers i mean it, it, it
0: had good praise and stuff there was plenty of people talking about this show
1: but i think the problem is is that it got it got such bad negative uh such bad negative um really critics stuff you know with with critics being like oh it's it's all gun violence and it's a gun nuts <sighs> fantasy and it's a uh, i think they've they're like look we're gonna do a second season we're just not gonna like say anything you know but
0: how does how does jack reacher get renewed I mean, Jack Reacher is just – I mean, I love Jack Reacher, but it's just the same sort of stuff.
1: Well, yes. yeah, but I think the um, – well, I think Lee Child's been around for so long that he's hes probably yeah. untouchable in terms of – I mean, I love Jack Reacher. Bad. Don't get me wrong. Whereas I just, the, you know, yeah. the guy that wrote The Terminalist, is a newer author, so they can get away with bashing him.
0: Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, give me a break. Like, hey, guess what? A lot of us don't even fucking give a shit – when you tell us that we can't watch these programs. We like these programs. You know what I mean? The other day, I, I, I pulled off a classic and I, I watched Rambo First Blood Part Two. you know? And mm. j- just just for the sheer fun of it, before people used to tell me what I was allowed to watch, you know? And this, oh, it's, got, it's gun nuts fantasy. It's like, oh, give me a break. You know, violence has been a part of drama since its inception. Like, seriously, go all the way back to Shakespeare, dude. It's just part of the drama. It is drama. It is conflict. I'm sorry. There will be weapons involved. Do you know what I mean, Rich? Like, I just I just feel like it's the basics of conflict. And, and, and like, well, you, you know, know what?
1: But it is my fantasy, and I don't give a fuck.
2: Tell
1: I like me. macho Damn. action men. I like guys that kick ass and shoot people dead, I'm sorry, I'm not going to make apologies for that, yes, no, not I enjoy that shit and I'm not going to feel bad about it
0: I'm not apologising at all, I'm like I, 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 I'm I, I'm, also, I'm like to those who don't like it don't watch it there you go, I don't watch like massive amounts of rom-coms and heaps of the shit Michelle watches and you know, it's just like it's just not my cup of tea, like all that medical drama she watches, oh my lord there's so much of it, and it's so soapy as well. And, and I'm like, I just can't watch it. doesn't mean that other people can't enjoy it. Like, f- feel free. Like, it's, it's there for a reason. There's a reason there's so well, much of it, you know, because it's popular. That's that.
1: Well, that's the thing. Look, Dave, I may rag on She-Hulk, right? And I may think it's an absolute piece of shit and trash, and I will never watch it. Mm. But I'm not calling it for its cancellation.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? If, you, if someone enjoys it, if it's their favorite show, whatever, enjoy it. Hopefully it doesn't get cancelled. Hopefully it does well for you. Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't think it's a piece of shit. Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't think it's the worst shit yeah. TV. But I don't give a crap at the end of the day if someone enjoys it. If yeah. you enjoy it, more power to you. You enjoy it as long as you can. I, but you I'm know. not gonna watch it. Like and that's yeah. the thing. If I don't like something, I don't but watch it's it. and it's easy to if ignore it. Like, if you don't like macho fucking action men huh. with, you know, with big guns and big explosions why are you watching it
0: yeah um i tell you something else i didn't enjoy cb Sabowski was on word balloon oh my lord i um <laughs> i had to turn off because you know what he got onto rich he started no bab- idea he he's a babbler too he sounded nervous um he was saying nothing of consequence he then started now, bab- i was going to
1: say that's He's probably nervous about saying the wrong thing because his his job is probably hanging by a thread. He started and he's babbling. Definitely not going to say anything of of note. He
0: he started babbling about these uh, <laughs> like digital books that come out on Marvel Unlimited. Like they're shit anyway. And um, ever since Sebisabowski he's a bit of a porky pie um, when he's sitting down and. Um, he's a bit of a porky pig at the trough, you know what I mean? And then he's, he goes, he starts raving on about some fucking chef character, uh, like almost like Swedish chef, but in the Marvel universe and how they're doing like a comic just from his perspective. And he goes, and food's a passion of mine. And I and I just chuckled and I just turned off. I was like, yeah, too much of a passion, CB, from what we've seen. I saw you trying to squeeze into that chair when you were chatting to Tom Brevard, who was also struggling to uh, fit, in, fit into his chair um it just sounded woeful man like he was trying to give examples of like how hip and current they are if you know what i mean like oh we're just tossing all this digital content and this one's based on this chef who's the chef to captain america and someone and oh, it's just so hilarious like and you just i was just thinking what is this fuck we're babbling about like like no one cares about this chef pal like four people on the internet you know And he was just—he was just—he just sounded like he was raving, to be honest. Like he—he didn't really have a point. He was—he was playing. um, It was almost like the house was on fire, and he was trying to put out little spot fires. If you know what I mean. But he just couldn't. He—he was just rushing around like without a plan. And I was just like, this—it just sounds like this guy doesn't really—he's not really even in charge. It—it didn't seem like he was sort of in charge of anything. I mean, he just His policy was like, we've got to represent everybody and we've got to have a balanced line. And I was like, you do need to have a balanced line. And he was doing the classic thing. He goes, oh, not all comics have to be for me and people who grew up with comics. I agree. But it was like you really had the feeling that he was trying to please everyone,
1: you know? Well, I agree with him, but also give me what I want. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I don't care if you want to tap into, like some Gen Z millennial bloody market to want a, a comic book about a, a a woman that sits on a couch talking about a favorite food. I give a shit if you want to do those comics, just keep giving me my comics as well. Yeah. Keep yeah. giving Cause I said, give me my. Yeah. Well, that's enjoy. Don't, that's don't just lost. go, Oh, well, we're going to make comics for a more modern audience. Okay. But you can still make comics for an older audience too like but that's what they uh, lost i it's, think it's man. not one it's not one or the other you dipshit
0: yeah I, I think look from what i heard a he didn't seem to be the guy in charge you know what i mean he's getting his marching orders from above that's for sure um he doesn't even seem to have a heap of control over his creators he's his policy is like let the creators create that seemed to be it um that's, that's great fine.
1: let them create but then you still have to edit them
0: yeah he's you not still doing have to
1: that. Say, not good enough bye
0: it didn't sound like he was doing it. He, he honestly sounded like one of those guys who's got a very light management style. But unfortunately, things aren't good. You know what I mean? Like, things aren't good with Marvel Comics sales. Things aren't good across the board. They've, they've, I mean, it shows in how they just constantly reboot now. Like, even Spider-Man doesn't get more than about 25 issues. You know, it feels like. it's very. It doesn't take long before they reboot Spider-Man. They've lost the magic. It's lost. Uh, they're clinging to a few titles of some worth, but it's it, they've lost. I think they've lost the war, man. I, I honestly think they've lost the war for the imagination of today's youth, and they've and their their older the customers are going. What has happened to the house of ideas? And C. B. Sabowski was not a man with hands. He was a man with excuses and plenty of deferring to above. There was plenty of that. Um, but he was—he didn't sound like a take charge kind of guy. If you know what I mean? Um, mm. It was—I I put it on with an open mind because I was like, let's see what CB how he, how he talks. He sounded scared, actually. He sounded scared and didn't have much of an idea. That's how it came across. Uh, sounds harsh. Wouldn't be
1: surprised. Yeah. Wouldn't sound, be surprised. You know,
0: sounds harsh. I don't think he could cope with signal heat, man. Really, I don't.
1: You know, <laughs> not signal heat. I don't think he could stand, handle Davies heat. <laughs>
0: um cyberpunk anime edge runners is on netflix rich you've got to check this out man it's fucking great Uh, i i watched two episodes of this anime i'm loving it apparently player numbers in cyberpunk 2077 are the highest they have ever been rich
1: only on pc huh what's that those are pc numbers
0: i mean richard is your job to ruin my news items like I'm,
1: I'm making sure that you are 100% informed. <laughs> well, I'm not. I guarantee you, I'm
0: not. Uh, how are they on consoles, Mister? Fucking has all the information in the world. Like,
1: uh, well, we don't know because the, <laughs> the the numbers you're talking about are Steam numbers who oh, don't whatever. show off the stuff. The consoles don't do that, unfortunately.
0: Okay, who gives a shit? Like, at the end of the day, it's it, it's riding a wave of popularity. This anime is excellent. Um, and I'm feeling it. I'm alive again, Rich. I'm alive again. Remember last week I was all depressed, the paper girls got cancelled, I had the gun in the mouth? The gun's out of the mouth. It's back in the holster. Cyberpunk has... Oh, that's good. Cyberpunk is back, man. It's time for you to get into the world. Time for you to jack in, Rich. I'll
1: man. think about it. Come on,
0: man. Seriously, stop thinking. Just do I it. I don't have
1: Netflix, so I don't. I'll think about it.
0: No, I'm talking about the game as well. Ah, one day. Come on, man. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? Um,
1: yeah. No, I told you. I'm busy playing Final Fantasy 14. Okay,
0: okay. Well, all right. Um, players of the 2008 Kids MMO Wizard 101 received a string of official server messages, including dialogue from Breaking Bad, as well as the hauntingly poetic The Next World Is My boss's Asshole. <laughs> so someone mm. was, like, spamming the youths. Um, of some old MMO with, like, crazy shit. Uh, I wonder how many people are still logged online if it's a 2008 MMO, you know? I don't
1: know there's MMO still around.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, we had some more information. You know I like my Assassin's Creed, Rich, and I have some more information about yep. Assassin's Creed Mirage.
1: Hang on, hang on. I'm just going to go and do some stuff. No. And...
0: After escaping a life of oppression... Roshan became a master assassin at the Hidden One stronghold, Alamot. Now she takes Basim under her wing as her first true apprentice. There you go, man.
1: It's I have no idea what you said, but it sounded important.
0: Basim, as I've explained before on the show, Richard, as you well aware, is the guy in the Valhalla camp who hands out the special abilities to Ivor, or Ivor, or however you say his name, and um, yeah, he does that. And in the meantime, um, you know, he's the apprentice of this other guy, but this is the storyline of how he came to be. So it's all starting to take place, man. I'm all starting to connect the dots. I'm going to put something out there right now. And at the end of our lives, Rich, if we're old Ben and I die, and then you die, and we are in an afterlife situation, I've got a feeling that the... I'm just going to say this now, and you tell me if it's crazy, Okay. The Assassin's Creed games are the facts that are being piped in through a fictional device. Bang. That's it. The end. What do you think, Rich?
1: I think whatever makes you
0: happy, There. No, that's not an answer, man. Am I insane to be thinking that? How insane? On a scale of one (laughs) to ten.
1: Oh Jesus. Oh, I don't I don't even know if, if your crazy fits on a scale. That's the
0: problem. I've just got a feeling about it, man. I've just got a feeling that it's kinda of like the Matrix situation. It's very similar. I tell you one thing they could do with Assassin's Creed is get rid of the modern day cutscenes. Oh my god, they're dull. And they've only gotten worse. They've put less effort into those cutscenes as as the storyline has gone on. I'm lost like I think last week there was an announcement they're going to finally get rid of it, and I'm just like, I oh, think Christ, because they achieved nothing. I knew I don't even understand them. I'll be honest, I don't understand the cutscenes. <laughs>
1: um, well, the thing is, they the purpose of those mm. was to explain how he it dies. was trying to take a, it was trying to take a game mechanic and explain why it was plausible. Mm. So, for instance, in the real world, if you failed the assass- you know the assassination, if you died or you got caught, mm. well, technically that's game over. Mm. You can't play the game anymore. You failed mm. if it was real world. Mm. But I guess it was just a way of saying, how can we take this? It's a game mechanic. You die. Yeah, you yeah. Get- and it reboots. Really and how can we do it and make it part of the actual story of the game as to why you can fail, retry. But did we need it, though. And that's what the, like, that's what really the Animus it. was for.
0: Yeah, but I'm over the
1: Animus, man, you know? Yeah, well, that's why the last ones haven't had it, Dave.
0: They've got it, dude. You, you, they've got it. Are you kidding? Assassin's Creed Valhalla has it.
1: Does it, Origins and the other one? Origins is? has it. I, I have not played okay, Odyssey. Man. I thought they killed off Desmond in one of the Assassin's Desmond's
0: Creed. Desmond's dead, but they've got this other chick, um, Layla oh, or something. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely there, man. Um Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely there, dude. Like, it's definitely in uh, origins, and, and, and the and, and by the way, the cutscenes have gotten way more shit. Like, they're doing less with them, you know. But and it's also in um, in, dude, at the end of fucking Valhalla. I mean, I don't even understand what happened. One of the assassins comes into the real world at the end, and you're like, what? How did that even happen? Like, it, it gets bizarre, dude. It doesn't make sense, man. Like
1: I don't even know how these games keep getting made every time.
0: So, Dude, it gets – this is what I'm saying. This is why I'm saying I think some of it could be true, you know?
1: Dave. <laughs> oh, Dave. <laughs> I just – I don't know. I don't know what sort of help you need. I don't know <laughs> – I don't know who to recommend to you. I don't know where to take you. I don't want any help, man. I just want the new Assassin's Creed game. Like, give me a fucking Mm, I don't know. We've got to to figure out what your prescription is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I don't want help. I want to be left alone to play my Assassin's Creed. Oh, no.
1: You you need help discerning reality from fiction. Yeah, sure. Your mind is blurring those lines every (laughs) week. It gets worse and worse. (laughs) I'm care. worried about you. I'm I worried.
0: I don't give a shit. Like you know, I I'm worried care. that
1: one day gonna, MJ is going to tell me you killed yourself because <laughs> you took something and you tried to jab it into your neck thinking you were plugging yourself into the Matrix or something. Like I'm just worried about what's going to happen to you one day.
0: Oh, well, don't worry too much. Um, I'm looking forward to Assassin's Creed Mirage, so nothing's going to happen until that comes out. That's for sure. Uh, and <laughs> don't forget about the codename Red. I'm dying for that Japanese one, so... Believe you me, I've got plenty of reasons to hang around. Um, now, a new study proves that America loves Spider-Man, who beat the runners-up by enormous margin in terms of favourite hero, Rich. Did that surprise you that Spider-Man still wins that poll? What poll is this? It's a poll that the Youth of America took, and Spider-Man was their famous favourite hero by a massive the new margin. A study
1: proves that America <laughs> loves Spider-Man, who beat? The, what, yeah, um, the runner, he
0: beat the runners up by an enormous margin. So people are like, is, is Batman, Wolverine, you know, all these shitty anime characters? No, Spider-Man. Good. Okay. I'm glad. I'm, I'm a bit surprised because I, th- I thought Batman or maybe some shitty fucking anime character might have done it, but no. Thankfully, Spider-Man held them off at the pass. Uh, now, you should be happy, Rich. Invincible's third season is already in production. Um, they've uh, all...
1: uh, I'll be happy when I just see the second season. I'm not really interested in the third season just yet.
0: Well, the they've already finished recording season two and they're in the process of recording the subsequent third season. So it's happening, man. Um, you're a huge... Good.
1: I just can't get excited about season three when when we're nowhere near season two. Sure. Well, I can.
0: Um, yeah Batman, Cape Crusader is being pursued by multiple outlets. Thank Jesus. Thank the sweet lords of God and money and death. That um, Batman, Cape Crusader. You know I need this show, man. I need this show like um, fucking oxygen.
1: Well, it's because you're wrong.
0: Why? You because
1: that? the show that you should be asking more of is uh, Batman: Brave and the Bold. Great show.
0: But I want Cape Crusader. I want no, Brave, I
1: want more. No, no, no. Fuck that. I want more Batman: <laughs> Brave and the Bold.
0: It's a great show, Batman: Brave and the Bold. I agree, but it's available on HBO Max. You can watch it right no, now. But I
1: want more. I don't want just the three seasons. I want another three seasons.
0: Jesus, green. I want
1: six. I want seven in total.
0: But I want my Batman: Crime Crusader with Ed Brubaker. Well, I don't. <laughs> why? Well, why, why are you against this show? That's like the pre the sequel to um the animated series.
1: Because the beauty of Batman: Brave and the Bold is one, it's fun. It is a great show. Two, it, it it utilizes it utilizes the entire DC um, canon ca- um, uh, universe.
0: Yeah, it is a good show. I, look, I I do love Batman: Brave and the Bold. It's a great show. Um, but you know, we can have. I mean, but Kate Crusader with Ed Brubaker, Grucker writing man, like dark gothic Batman.
1: Wouldn't care
0: But you love the animated series, didn't you? Your original anime, yeah,
1: but I actually can I be honest with you? I actually enjoy Brave and the Bold more, okay.
0: Well, Batman Brave and the Bold is a great show. I, I, I mean, you know, I love that show as well. Um, so now, I mean, been- that
1: that's kind of, I like, I that's just, that's my, I love that Batman because it's just, he's silly, he's not, it's not overly serious, like no. he doesn't take himself too seriously. No, I mean, he is a serious character technically in that world, like mm. you know, he he's annoyed by people, you know, not doing their shit properly, but he's a far more lighter character. Lighter. Oh
0: he's 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 sorta of like the Adam West in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um he's he's kind the of the straight of man.
2: Justice. Yeah,
0: he's pretty cool. I, I I I understand why you like it so much. I love it as well. I mean I love it. But I mean I, I'd love both. If they said if they said they doing more Batman Brave in the Bold, I'm down for it, you know, in a heartbeat. Like, why not? It was a great show. I, I actually think it's it's well loved by um, you know people who know about it, but it doesn't feel like it had the same outreach as animated series did. Like less people are aware of it outside the hardcore fan base. It's, it feels like anyway. Um, but it's a maybe great, maybe it's a great, oh well. I mean, it's a great show. Don't get me wrong, it's a great show. Splinter Cell, Rich. Did you ever play this game? Yes. Okay, so they're going to remake the story. For a modern day audience, we want to keep the spirit and themes of the original game. Wasn't it like uh, you were against terrorists? Like, how could they not do that today? Was it? what you against terrorists and like sort of some massive terrorist thing was going off? It was like a gun? It was like a run and gun game.
1: Um, like shoot em up? No, 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 no. It's, a, it's um, it's a stealth game. Oh, okay. So it's not like a Call of Duty. Yeah, and I have no interest in Splinter Cell. Mm that has Michael Ironside. It doesn't have Michael Ironside, or...? Well, he's probably a bit too old to voice the character, but Michael Ironside voiced the character, um, Sam Fisher. Great voice actor and great actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to do... They did a Splinter Cell a few years ago where they Mm. kind of did like a reboot, Mm. remake kind of thing that had a new character and it just wasn't the same. Like it was yeah. still Sam Fisher, but voiced by someone else. Right, right. And then they and they youngified him, you know, they were like, you know, oh, we can't have an old like we gotta we gotta youngify him up, you know, we've got to de-age him and we've got to get a new actor in. And yeah. it
0: was terrible. So it feels to me like it's gonna get even worse, you know? I just I just we'll update the story for a modern day audience. I'm like, wasn't it against terrorists like terrorists are around now doesn't... it's a mix
1: because there's different there's different um uh, it, it, there's different games right there's multiple okay. games some you're going up against there some you're going up against like another country dictator you know mm. uh, stopping them sometimes it's like um uh, uh, uh enemies in the government like mm. splinter factions and all that sort of stuff so um it's a mix it's a mix it's was not it a just 360 like, game? Oh, game
0: was it a 360 game yeah, Rich. So basically you're saying it was a, it was an original Xbox game and 360 but it never came onto the Xbox 1 or the PS4.
1: Yeah, I mean it came on the other uh, consoles as well. Mm. I mean it was on PlayStation 2 and, and GameCube and all that, but mm. I think it the first game was on Xbox, yes, the original. Gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah and, okay. And they've they've had multiple games, but they all were on like PlayStation 3, Xbox 360. Yep. Um there's never been a next gen, right? Splinter Cell. Game.
2: Well, it's
3: about
0: time that and, and it wasn't it wasn't like I mean what do you call not MMO but like what do you call like Call of Duty when everyone's playing like a a multiplayer? It oh, wasn't
1: that, a, uh that's a multiplayer game. Yes. Yeah, that's a, a, a player versus player multiplayer. But game. this wasn't. It was just stealth solo. Was that right? No, this was like yeah, it's a stealth game. Yeah, this is just a sneaky fi, in, kill. The target, well, right? Kind of like a, uh, like a, Assassin's Creed.
0: Okay, cool. Um, all right. Now, as Barbara Broccoli and or Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson look for the next James Bond, they hope to avoid the franchise fatigue experienced by Daniel Craig, um, who spent a lot of time moaning about James Bond in between cashing huge paychecks.
1: Um, he's a he's a moaner and a griper and a pussy. <laughs>
0: Did do some good Bond. I did. I love Skyfall. I I, I really.
1: I will, seriously. I will fight you on that day.
0: Casino Royale and Skyfall. I really enjoyed the rest of the movies. I well, I haven't
1: even seen the last one. So, but worst James Bond ever. The actor. Yeah, Daniel Craig is the worst James Bond. Tier, that's a pretty hot take. That's a pretty hot take. No, man. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well.
0: He, I mean, his movies made tons of money, and he did, you know, he helped usher back in the new popularity with Casino Real. That was a very big hit. Um, and so was Skyfall. I mean, I, I didn't see the last one. I haven't seen James the last
1: one. Bond has never felt less important as he does now with Daniel Craig. Okay.
2: Well, all
0: right, but I mean, you know, it's a, it's, it, it, it's a, it's a debatable point, and at this point. You know, look. let's face it, He, I think he probably stayed too long, you know, as well. I think maybe he got a bit stale in the role, um, as happened to other Bonds in their time. Uh, we had a discussion point brought up by uh, a colleague at work, and I actually wanted to bring it up to you because it sounded like something, it was a big YouTube rant by this guy, but I, I think he hit the money on the head. Basically, he was saying why modern movies suck. They hate their own fans. And it was all about, it used Ghostbusters 2016 as a starting point, but saying how basically if... I I watched it like two weeks ago, but basically he was saying that the studio deliberately puts in sort of red flags to the fans so that when the fans start complaining, they can justify the poor reviews of the film by pointing to the quote-unquote toxic fans sort of like a defense mechanism to make it critic proof. That's in in
1: essence what he said. Well, the thing is they don't hate their fans. They love their fans because Mm -hmm. they can gaslight their fans Mm -hmm. into making their show or their movie or whatever Mm. critic proof. Yeah. Right? So, no, they don't hate the fans. They love how easy it is to – and, and again, that is what – as I said, this is a perfect example of what I was saying about the difference between – Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and Lord of, and uh, Rings of Power. Yep, Ring Power from the word go was was like we need to just keep pushing the race thing. We need to tell people how yeah. you know basically Tolkien was racist, and we're fixing his work. <laughs> we're modernizing it. We're making it more accessible. All this bullshit, which is hilarious to me, because the only other book that has sold more than Lord of the Rings is the Bible. Sure. So you cannot tell me that there is. Not a single non-white person, buy, you know, oh, buying yeah. Tolkien books. Like, I'm sorry, accessible doesn't oh, mean you have to... I really don't people. think he was racist for his
0: time at all.
1: Like, at No, all. but that's what they mean. You're like, oh, he's old, he's stodgy, he's like, oh, he only saw white... You know what I mean? It's that typical shit yeah. that My point is that's the shit that they're saying. Yeah. Because they know that that's going to get you as a fan riled up because... Yeah. You're feeling like they're attacking him, they're attacking the property, yep. Yep. all that sort of stuff. And then you've got all the actors who are basically instructed to just go out there and say, oh, yeah, if you don't love this, you're a racist. If you don't like this, you're a sexist. You know, we're here and, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. It's the same. Do you remember... Um, so Um, Actually, someone did a video the other day. Do you remember when they flew all those super fans yep. Yep. out?
0: Yep. I sure do.
1: Someone actually went and... Looked at all of their um, YouTube channels and all that sort of stuff mm. since The Rings of Power came out, and none of those super fans mm. have made a single video about the show. Yeah, they were just Not paid a single chills. video about reviewing it, about what they feel about it. Nothing,
0: they were just paid shills, man, weren't they?
1: But oh, that's my point. But they purposely went and got those sort of people, yeah, right, yeah, to go in there and spout shit about the you know the the lefty progressive mm. stuff about oh my god it's so good to see me represented and i hope there'll be more because you know that the fans are going to be going they're going oh, yeah. like yeah, yeah yeah that's not what i want i just want tolkien i just want so Lord it, of the Rings. it's, it's I basically they want it want
0: to, they want to get they want to get the discourse happening so that people are mentioning the show in the first place and they're giving themselves a bit of critic proofing in yes yeah, yeah. they, is,
1: they yeah. are essentially gaslighting the fans they're mm. gaslighting the fans because they are purposely mm. riling up the fans, and then going, "What are you getting riled up about? Yeah, what what's happening? What are you doing? I didn't say anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's it's, yeah. I mean, I agree with uh, what what he's saying into the point that they definitely do rile up the. Mm. They purposely boot shit like that out there, um, because they know it's going to be shit, and they're yeah. like, "Well, the only way to, um." to shield themselves, to make sure that they can point and say, no, 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 we got review-bombed. Yeah, right. And that's why I said, I fucking love that only audiences can Mm review-bomb. So, when a movie comes out and every single critic Mm. gives it a scathing review,
2: Mm.
1: is that not review-bombing? If every single critic is panning a movie, is that not review-bombing? What's the difference? What's the difference between every single critic saying a movie is shit not
0: much. And ninety
1: percent of the audience saying the movie is shit.
0: I will say What's one thing, though. I will say one thing. It's something I don't agree with is when people are slamming the numbers before it even gets released. That's, I think, silly, and that's just one thing. I, I think people do that. They go I mean, on slamming the numbers. So if you go look at IMDb, you will see movies that aren't even released yet have sometimes really low IDB scores or really high, and like the movie's not even released. Okay, so no, no, no. So it?
1: you've got to be a bit careful because uh, IMDb is a little bit um, uh, tricky. That is uh, people showing their interest. Okay. So Rotten Tomatoes, uh, they have a thing where you can't post a review until the time a show comes out. Okay. Well, then. IMDb a is a little you know? bit different. IMDb has a, a thing where you can… Like expectation or something. You like can that. review if you're excited or okay. on a scale of one, whatever. And that's usually what they show pre something coming okay. out. All right. But well, then that yeah. will change to an actual proper yeah. review aggregate once a, a show comes out. So, well, yeah, I agree. That would, yeah. I mean that, but I also don't believe in review bombing in the sense that let, let's say you watch the trailers mm. and, and, and you hated it don't post a review unless you've actually watched it. Do you I know agree. what I mean? I like, because I promise you, if you don't watch it and you don't review it, you, your voice still matters mm. because they're not getting the views.
0: But they don't do that. I mean, people these days don't have the patience, so they'll definitely give one out of tens to stuff they haven't seen. You know, if they don't. Yeah,
1: like but the sound uh, of but it. I, but this is. But again, you you talk about a, a review, but bo- you know, review bombing. They're going on, they're one out of tens. What's the difference between a one out of ten and a five out of ten? Are you telling me that the thing is perfect?
0: No, definitely not.
1: With a five you out of ten. You know what I mean? But no, but no one ever turns around and says, oh, people are praise-bombing it yeah, or praise-hyping it because there's no ways it can be 5 out of 10. Yeah, you know, I, I hear, you, man.
0: Well, I, I think that this article or video from this guy hit some really good points. I, I, you know, I, I've said it on the show before that I think often they're looking, A, to get their name in the papers and on the internet and to get into the discourse. That's their first goal. And this thing about the critic-proofing, that's a more recent thing which I really think they've been using a lot inside the last, I'd say, four to five years. I think it's become very oh, yeah. common. Um, and it's become well, common... Well, as you says,
1: since 2016. That's when yeah. Ghostbusters, the one, so about six years. Yeah. And
0: it's become common as they're failing all of the time with a lot of these reboots and reheats and string out sequels and all this shit that they've been doing, they've been pumping out, studios have pumped out so much of that stuff now that they're using this technique a lot, you know? Something like Lord of the Rings, with the amount of money at stake as well, they wanna, they, they've want to. they gone out of their way. I, think they, I actually think they went too obvious and didn't give enough credit to the Tolkien audience you know um and i think they are a little too obvious frankly and i think that could be starting to hurt them um and i wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of course correction on lord of the rings as it goes on and the rings of power as it goes on i think the, i think we might see some course correction to try to get this show uh working a bit better by season 2 because there's too much money at stake for I
1: i would believe. love i would love to be able to get hold of uh, Jeff Bezos' son <laughs> yeah and ask him so, are you uh, Jeff Bezos'
0: son, like, the guy's living the fucking life of a pharaoh. No, no, but remember him.
1: Jeff Bezos said that he said that his son yeah. told him that he can't fuck it up. Yeah, remember he did. we reported that the yeah. news. So I would love to ask the son, so... Mm. Well, his do, son's you tell you. do you feel he fucked it up or are you actually happy with his it? His son's going to back daddy's play. Are you kidding?
0: His son's living the golden ticket. Why would you want to disrupt that rhythm? Seriously, man, think about it. You know, but I'd love
1: for him to answer, honestly. I would love it to, would, base it would to answer. It would be interesting. They put a honestly.
0: lie detector on him, I agree. It would be interesting just to get his live reaction. Look, I don't actually think it's like the worst show of all time. I just think it's a bit mediocre, um, especially in its writing. Its writing is what lets it down. Visually, it's on point. Um,
1: yeah, the but writing they, but that's, is terrible. But, but that's the problem, though. Mm. Like you, you, It's unacceptable to be mediocre. Because it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like, but it, but it is. It it is mediocre though. I'm just No saying. no but that's my but my point is people go, Oh, it's not that bad, it's you know, middle of the road, it's not yeah, terrible. Yeah. It's like but that's not good enough for Lord of the Rings. Like I agree. this is yeah. the most popular franchise in the world. Like I agree. I mean I I wish it was better too. So yeah. You I, know, yeah. it's just it's just not acceptable to spend this much money well and have such a poor I mean, I'm sorry, like, like I know we're going back to this, but it's the last thing I'll say. I just, I, pain. I have physical pain with some of the dialogue.
0: It is bad. Like the dialogue in, in is the bad. General. The writing in general isn't strong, and the dialogue is weak, very weak. Um, there's a look. There's a list of reasons why I'm giving it six, and if I was being really hard, I would even give it lower. But I'm going to give it a six. But it's turning the wrong way. You know? So. Oh, I... Shopping with the gang. I just had one thing that's coming out next week. uh, Written by Bruce Campbell, um, Ash, from Evil Dead. DC Horror Presents Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead 1. Yeah, so it's going to be Sergeant Rock versus, I think, zombies and stuff. And um, yeah, pretty cool. And it's going to be a six parter, I believe, as well. So. That'll be coming out for next week. So we'll definitely include that in Weekly Comics next week, Rich, because I think that sounds interesting, don't you? Oh, show. Definitely. That was Weekly Comics, Rich. Woo! Um, had a few this week. Uh, first off, we had the Harley Quinn 30th anniversary special. Uh, mm. Look, big read, fun read. Obvious, like, like all anthologies, there were certainly some clunkers. But overall, I enjoyed it, and I thought it was a a fitting tribute to Harley Quinn, and uh, I liked how it showcased so many different creators. You had your Jimmy Pomiati, Amanda Connor. You had Bruce Timmons and Paul Dini. Uh, You had Stephanie Phillips, who writes the current currently. You had a host of people. I mean, some of them were god-awful, but there was plenty of good stories, I thought. Uh, What did you think, Rich?
1: Three out of ten. Moving on. Wow. Three. Mm-hmm. i hate this character man i hate this character is (laughs) not entertaining is not funny i love this character it's a cheap deadpool knockoff it's horrendous i never want to read any more harley quinn again
0: well you're not going to get your wish because signal of doom is running i'm the emperor of signal and you know i love my harley quinn so just be thankful we don't cover the monthly comic richard um, you should count your lucky stars. If that's your attitude, and it's a disgraceful attitude, can I also say, um, I'm giving it a 7 out of 10, and I, I think plenty of people did a good job. Um, there was one really bad one. Oh, my lord, there was a couple of really poor ones. The one with the with the Gotham girl core or whatever it was, and she had her own, yeah. her own group, I, her own gang.
1: Yeah, I, I thought the bad ones were the first one, the second one, <laughs> the third one, the fourth one. My, fa- <laughs> My favorite <laughs> one was
0: the one with the hyenas because I love those hyenas where she went and got them from the zoo and they were like kissing and stuff. There, you
1: know, I don't know, Dave. You baffle me sometimes, man. I just I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, uh, you know, you know how you, like you said to you, like you were saying with your friend, you're like, uh, you know, are we crazy? Like, I feel like Magatu on Zoolander. Like, I, <laughs> I, I just sometimes feel like, am I the one taking crazy pills? Like, am I the only one that sees that it's the same look? Do you know what I mean? Like, because I, I just, I don't, I don't understand how people can read this character and go, oh "My God, it's brilliant! I love it." Man, I don't think it's, I don't character. think it's brilliant. I don't get it. I
0: gave it seven out of ten. I don't think it's brilliant. I, I think it's but like I love the character. Okay. Like, I that's love my the point. character. It's
1: not, it's not just this. It's the, it's the character. I just don't understand. She's fun. it's.
0: She's, it's, she's fun, man. She's. She's fun-loving, she's a bit crazy, and she likes mayhem. What's not to like? She's
1: a Deadpool knockoff, man. Like, it's so lazy. It's she predates Deadpool, I'm sure. pretty sure.
0: Oh, does huh? she? Oh, not maybe doesn't. No no, no, no,
1: no, no, no. This version of Harley Quinn hmm. is the Deadpool knockoff. The original Harley Quinn was a unique individual character right. when she first came out on the scene. With, this put, Harley put Quinn, Mr. this jar. one, since Amanda Connor, Paul Miotti, whatever, that has been a Deadpool knockoff for years now.
0: Well, I love Amanda Conner and Jimmy his run, as you know, Richard. Oh, I don't know.
1: I think their humor is fucking
0: boring. <laughs> well, they only did one story in this in this uh,
1: lineup. Yeah, but uh, the, but everyone is imitating their version of the characters. My point. Everyone's oh no, I think y-
0: you had Stefan Savick do his his version, the kind of more the sexual thing with the dominatrix and stuff. You had Paul Dini doing the Gotham City sirens uh era which I liked. I liked all the different eras. You had the era where she was a consultant to the uh G P C D and um yeah, I mean there was I mean I liked that it. it flashed across lots of different eras. It made me want to check out um Joker Criminal yeah, but that, Sanity.
1: But that's what all technology anniversary issues do.
0: Yeah, but I liked that Richard. You know, it wasn't just it wasn't like it was a hundred and five pages of Pomyata and Connor. I actually didn't feel that their strip was one of their strongest. I think they've been far funnier in other, other storylines. I, I felt their storyline, if I'm being honest, was it felt a bit cluttered. Um, but I like some of the other variations on it more so as, as it went on. Like I get it, though. I even said to Michelle, Richard's going to hate this because it was like mm-hmm. so much Harley Quinn like shoved down your throat. Like The odd one was the one where she died. That was odd. The last mission of Harley Quinn or whatever, the last Harley Quinn story.
1: Oh, if only
0: she got killed by uh, Amanda Waller that was uh, yeah that was interesting um, not a particularly good story but just a, that they went there that she just got her neck got exploded or her brain got exploded and that was the end I was like okay um, not, the, not the final Harley Quinn story I would envision frankly um, but I'm giving it 7 you I ga- would yeah but you're no fun um, you, you gave it 3 Rich is that right yep Jesus uh, what do we then have? Oh, Berserker.
1: Hey, you're lucky I'm not giving a 2.5, mate.
0: <laughs> Berserker, 10. I'm giving this 3 out of 10. This is a book that continues to lose steam on a fucking monthly or bi-monthly basis whenever it comes out. I mean, Rich, does it feel like that? Like Keanu's run out of ideas and he's just sort of like, it's almost like just random
1: now? What do you mean run of ideas? Keanu's idea was, I want an immortal guy that looks like me. That was it.
0: <laughs> but it just feels like they have complete like they're talking about spinning this into a you know a animated series. There's going to be this. There's going to be that. Like we're ten issues into the comic, it feels like the fucking Walking Dead, as in a zombie, not the uh, fucking huge franchise. And really, this is a comic stumbling to ten, in my opinion.
1: I keep forgetting this comic exists until you put it on the bloody list.
0: <laughs> well, even my loyalty to Keanu, which dates back to the early 90s, is starting to get tested now, you know? Um, I've, sure. been, it uh, be.
1: I've been should definitely be.
0: I've been loyal to Keanu Reeves for a long, long time, but I'm starting to question this comic. So, yeah, I'm giving it... Th- Only starting th- to? Yeah, well, the last, I think, three issues have really kind of, like, hurt it. What are you giving it out of 10, Rich?
1: I'll go with your three out of 10 as well. Yep.
0: Uh, then we had Superman 282. I love this. This is Elliot S. Magan. Um,. Storyline is pretty simple. Lex Luthor breaks Coming it. on the show,
1: boys and girls.
0: Coming on the show. Just a reminder. Just a reminder. That's right. Our, our hourly reminder that Elias Magan is, is inbound. <laughs> um, I love this storyline. Luther basically puts a ray on Superman, so he reverts back to his more youthful self when he's more brash and impulsive. We see the debut of the appearance of Luther's purple suit.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, I dug this yeah, storyline. Um, Loved it. Yeah, eight out of ten from me. Like this is the kind of stuff that Elliot S. Carry and Kerry Bates were del- delivering regularly on the Superman title in the seventies and eighties. Um, yeah. So you enjoyed it, Rich?
1: Oh hell yeah! Uh, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the thing was um, uh, what, what's his name? Um, Steve uh, Steve Lombard Lombard. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I, I was thinking of Lombard for some reason. Yeah, Lombard. Um. Uh, My favorite part is he always picks on Clark. Yeah. And then Clark will always get back at him. Yeah. Secretly, you know, with using his powers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because Clark didn't actually know who Lombard was, you know, because he's reverted back to like 20 years, like in his 20s maybe. Yeah. Um He's just like, oh, okay, yeah, nice to meet you. And then Lombard does something that embarrasses me. It's like, oh, that's weird. Did that guy do that on purpose? Kind of, you know, like, thing and just leaves him. And then the whole issue is Lombard going, oh, fuck, man. What's going to happen? Every time I, I pull a prank on Clark, something happens to me. And he spends the whole issue anxious. Yeah. Looking everywhere, under his desk, all this or sort of stuff. And then finally... Clock gets him at the end, he's like, Oh thank God something happened, I can relax now. That's right. I thought that was hilarious. I quite like that. Uh, it was was good, actually happy that he got he got pranked on because
0: And dude, would you agree with me? Much like many of these Bronze Age Superman issues, it could easily be spun out into like an animated episode. You know what I mean? Like there's enough content there that you could spin this right out. It's actually a perfect little oh, I,
1: you know, one I would Okay, so you know how um the Batman Brave and the Bold. Yes. Is um, uh, an interpretation of the Adam West Batman. Yeah. And also the the sort of Bronze Age. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, like a, especially the I Brave would, and the Bold um, comic. If
1: yeah. they did, like, a Superman show in the vein of Batman Brave and the Bold, where oh, they I were like, it. hey, let's do, like, a Bronze Age Superman and, mm. we have, and, and we'll pull all these wacky adventures. Mm-hmm. From the Bronze Age and mm. and even someone from the Silver Age where yes, there's these things of like Luther de ages him and you know, um and, and and stuff. Yes, I would love it. I would fucking watch the shit out of
0: that. Oh, that'd be fantastic, man. Um yeah, no, this was a really strong issue and um we'll do just just listeners know. Next week, um, we're doing a James Dematteis trade, but we'll do some Elliot S. Megan, and Kerry Bates flashbacks for the Subban issues because I want to give Rich a taste as we lead into the interview. Rich, um, mm-hmm. I want to, I want I want you to because it, it's great stuff. Like, and it's not just what I love about it. And I'm going to mention this to him: is it's great stuff, but it's consistent month after month. It's not we came well, on and did five issues, you know.
1: What 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 I find fascinating and it's something we definitely have to ask him, right? Is Bronze yeah. Age stuff is very um it's almost episodic. Yeah. Right? Like, yes, the, the some issues went on, you know, you could a story could be like two issues or three issues, yeah. Kind of thing and all that. But I would love like how much more creative do you have to be where you literally almost have to come up with a new story every issue? That's it. As opposed to someone who's like oh, I got a story and I've just got to spin it out into 12 issues and there's my year done. Yep. Do you know totally what I mean? Right. Like take one story and just try and find a way to just spread it over six to 12 issues. Yet, what would you have to do when, you, when you're when like working on so many books and it's it's got to be episodic in a lot of times. Yes, they'll let you do a two or three issue kind of one, but that was more Silver Age. Bronze Age is very mm. singular issues.
0: And... That episode we did last week, um, Clark and Forever Superman, never. That was really rare that they did a four issue arc. That's really rare in the box. Oh yeah, concept. yeah, that's what yeah. I mean.
1: Like, yeah. but I just you got to have so many ideas, man.
0: Like, and, and they had, and the can. thing is, they had them. Kerry Bates and Ellie Magan pumped it out, man, for like 15, yeah. 16 years, if not more.
1: I um, mean, there's yeah. people working on TV shows who yes do episodic stuff, but they have a room full of writers. That's it. You know what I mean? There's a room of writers here. It's just like you know, one two people coming up with a monthly story. Well, I want to get, a, a I want to get into
0: what it was like with him, how he would pitch Julie Schwartz because he used to go and mm. p- They'd pitch the stories to Julie. That's I think believe what they did. So I want to get right in there, man. We want to get in the room. Um, yeah, no, it's great stuff, and I, I really thought you'd enjoy this issue because you see the brasher Superman of how he was. Where he was just like he sort of taken up prisoner style.
1: And and I got a kick out of seeing Lex Luthor in his um, uh, purple purple and uh, green costume for the first time. The debut, man. It's a classic, Mm. isn't it?
0: Yeah. And later on he gets. I love that he
1: fantasizes about scalping Clark and and basically wearing his scalp as a toupee. I was like, that's pretty dark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like, that's pretty dark. I'm give, is, is this the one where he explains the reason he hates Clark is because he made him bald? Is that this issue? Um, or is that a different issue? I don't,
1: no, I don't remember reading that in this issue.
0: There's there's an issue that I've read like also this week from right around the same period, written again by Elliot Bagan where he actually explains the reason he hates Superman is he blames Superboy for making him bald. And... I, I know
1: that is an origin, yeah, but I'm just—I I, I can double check, but I just don't—I don't remember it being in.
0: It may not this have been one. in this issue. Um, also, it may not have been an original story from Elliot Sbagan. He may have been drawing on an old Superboy from back in the day, day, you know, and just retelling yeah, yeah, the story.
1: Yeah, because in this one, he just talks about how uh, he's doing this because superman is smart mm. and the reason that he reduced him to back to like his 20s mm. was um to make him inexperienced so that luther would have the um the veteranship he would have the experience he would be uh, it'd be easy to over which he does yes yeah. but he was too smart for his own good Exactly. And and, and and ended up needing to restore Superman to save them both. But it was actually working. He was kicking the shit out of uh, uh out of young Superman for
0: a while. He was. Now I've I found the issue. It's Superman two nine two, so a few issues after this, which is the origin mm. of Luther. Um and yeah, it basically explains why he hates Superboy because of this experiment that he was doing and then Superboy oh, no, came sorry, in. Sorry.
1: It is mentioned in this book but not by Luther. Right, okay. One of his henchmen just says it offhandedly. Yeah, when he's flying away again, uh, the bosses hated soups ever since they were kids, and Super Superboy accidentally caused Luther to lose his hair. But that's just said by one of his henchmen as he's flying off to fight. Right. Okay. Well, but then- it is actually in the, just not said by Luther. That's why okay. I didn't. Yep. I, okay. I didn't Remember. And then
0: it it must be fleshed out more um, in the origin mm-hmm. issue of Luther. But anyway, uh, I gave it an eight out of ten. What do you think, Rich? Eight out of ten. Yeah, cool. Um, now, just... I even like the backup story. Yeah, remind me what the backup story was, Rich, because I, I... It's
1: just Clark telling Supergirl a, a, a fable, a, a Kryptonian fable about being careful what you wish for. Yeah. When the yeah. guy was trying to get immortality mortality and accidentally turned himself into a Rondor. Oh, that's right. His, all these yeah. porn creatures and all that. It was just fun. Yeah, yeah it was, was fun. And that story.
0: was another fabulous World of Krypton storyline, wasn't
1: it? I yeah, believe? it was yeah. about six pages, so... Yeah.
0: An old six pager, man. Uh, then finally, we had Batman versus Robin. One, um, the big sell in this was that Alfred came I back. Return
1: of Alfred, Alfred,
0: yeah. Return of Alfred. Uh, the rest of the storyline, was okay. Like magic, Mark <laughs> Wade again, man. Like not Mark Wade's greatest stuff. Can I also say this? And this might be controversial. Yeah. I I wasn't a huge fan of the art. Actually, I I don't. The
1: uh, art's no, all right.
0: Yeah, I don't it's love. Re, it's this. pretty good. I yeah. I, I know it's pretty good, but I don't love this style of artwork. If I can be brutally honest, there's just something about it. It takes me out of it. I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of it. I just, it's competent, but it's not my favorite style of artwork uh, for Batman. I, I don't know. I'm looking at it now. It is competent, but it, I i didn't like the, the, the face no, modeling on Batman.
1: No, I'll be, this art is no different to like a Greg Capullo or something like that. Like yeah. if, it's 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 fine okay it's it's, it's really it's fine it's good it's, mm. it's it's good it's it's no it's no worse than than a great capullo like okay. i'm sorry like but do you, you think you mark wayne
0: really did his greatest work here because i
1: don't it's competent it, it, yeah it's it's competent it's nothing it's not uh you know it's not blowing my sails or anything but uh. i mean it's competent um it's not terrible um yeah. It's it's interesting and I I very much like the um I like the interaction between Alfred and and, and Bruce. I thought he handled that very well. I thought it was very well written. Mm. Um I don't quite know why Damien's lost the plot. Yeah, me either. Um uh, but
0: um Well does anyone? Like it's like I don't know. It's is he... I don't
1: know. Maybe if you were reading Robin, I guess you would know, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm giving it 7 out of 10. I don't hate
0: it by any means. It's okay. I just I just feel like, I don't know, man. I, I just expect more, and, and maybe I've got to be more patient, and maybe it'll read better in trade because I, I was, I don't
1: know. Can I ask you a question, and mm. the, this will determine my score. Who the fuck were the two people that revealed at the end there? I don't actually No, I don't, I,
0: I don't know. I don't know. I was asking you now, that you have, question. For a minute there, I
1: thought it was Trigon. I thought that's all too, but I don't it's think not. it was. No. It's some It's someone else. So, yeah. so one, you do this like, dun-dun-dun, and I'm just yeah. like, who? who?
0: Yeah, who? I've got am no I idea. Am I supposed to
1: know who these people are? Like, yeah. I've been reading really comics for a lot of years, but I'm like, are these new characters that I've just, because I haven't been sort of keeping up with shit, that I just don't know who they are? Like, yeah. Because I was just like, um, you know, it's like when someone goes, look, and you go, am I supposed to know what that is? Like, I have no idea. Is? I've like, got
0: a question for you. Who is in The Jewel? Um, That's Eclipso, man. It is Eclipso. No, I thought it was, yeah. but I, I just wasn't. I thought that was Eclipso, and well, thank you. I, I thought that was so, but Eclipso's in The Jewel. Yeah, that I
1: got. That I'm like, oh, Eclipso. I no, get I, it. No,
0: I, I thought that I was <laughs> Okay, but like-
1: thought, I'm, I'm like Captain America. I've got that reference.
0: Yeah. But the, but the demon um, was, I don't know who, and there was some woman yeah, with him as well. Yeah. Um,
1: Look, it's okay. Look, Six point 6, five out of ten.
0: I'm giving it a seven, and and I feel like I need to be more patient. I'm getting back into Batman. Uh, you know, I I think for me, I was really let down in a sense by Batman for a while, and it's just taken me a little bit to get back to him to this modern version. Um, I am glad Alfred's back. I will it, say that it
1: has. I will say this. I agree with you that it is it's competent, mm. but it does have potential.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. I agree. Yeah. So, look, it is what it is. We'll, we'll we'll keep we'll keep going on this one. I think. I think it's a decent comic, and it is good to see that Alfred's back. Um, you know that's that's for sure. Now, Rich, we finally come to our trade of the week, and I've got a funny story here. So, Death of Clark Ken. I have been meaning to read this storyline since 1995, and. I recall, we all remember as comic book fans when Superman died, the death of Superman in the very early 90s and it was on, you know, front page of newspapers. Everyone who had a pulse basically knew Superman had died. It was a big event and it captured the public imagination, et cetera, et cetera. Flash, four years later, I'm somewhere in Tassie, stoned. Entertainment Tonight was on and they were promoting, I remember the death of Clark Kent. And even as they were promoting it, it felt like it was fizzling out, like this wasn't going to be what DC were hoping to again capture the public imagination, you know? And mm. I remember they reported on it, and you, it was like a pebble in an ocean. You've never heard of it since. I've always wanted to read the storyline because I thought it seemed interesting to kill the civilian character. So, yeah, so I, I researched it, and I thought, well, let's do it on the show while we're in a Superman mood um eight issues so it was longer than i expected but it was it was during the triangle era i would say really during the middle of the triangle era where the comics would go from action into adventure superman and there was the triangle which gave the number and i was collecting superman right around this time just after this time so i didn't read this but probably about a year later i was collecting superman which i collected for about five years um so i was very familiar with the uh, different people. I found this and I wanna get your take, but I found it it was throwaway fun, but it was genuinely fun. Like it was it's not gonna win any Eisners, but I, I liked it. It was an enclosed kind of modern I think it was modern even though it's like so many years ago now. But Superman and it was it was good. Like it was it was fun. I, I, I if the goal of comics is to be fun and to entertain the fan I think this accomplishes that goal. what do you think rich
1: yeah mm. what do you say yeah it's up and it's up and down, yeah so it's it's an interesting premise mm. <clears throat> interesting story not I don't think executed to its full potential, yeah like for a thing that's called the death of Clark Kent yeah. There's nothing really in it that is really pertaining to the death of Clark Link. It's like, it's not, th- it's not an actual event. No. Now, basically the story is someone is targeting <clears throat> Kent. Yeah. Because they know that he's Superman and they hate him. Mm-hmm. They hate Clark Kent.
0: Yeah. That, that guy, conduit. Right.
1: Yeah. Now he hates Clark Kent and Clark Kent happens to be Superman. hmm so he is attacking the people in Clark Kent's life. Yes. Like his parents, like Lana, everyone,
0: right? Because he always came second to Clark but, in the... But in the the,
1: Yeah, but he's never really a death of Clark Kent. No. Like, I thought it would be where the world or, or Metropolis or whatever thinks Clark Kent is dead. That's and, what I thought, too. And yeah. Superman has to keep up the pretense because he can't let on, Yeah, you know... Um, now, obviously, the people who know that Clark Kent is Superman would would also have to keep up the pretense, but your people like Jimmy and Perry and all that sort of stuff, uh, Maggie, you know, they could still be like, you know, upset. And, and it could, like, um, it's got, again, it's got great, good art in it. Um, it. It's got an interesting story where this is actually a villain from Clark Kent's past from Smallville, not <laughs> yeah. Superman. And so again, that's it. It's it's very interesting. Like I do want, I did want to like it more though. Yeah, yeah. Than no, what I, what I ended up liking it, but but I did enjoy it. I agree with you that I did enjoy it, mm. but not as much as I th- thought I would have.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. Well, having read a lot of Superman right around this period, because I was collecting it, a lot of it is like this, where it's like. It was very not just soap opery. It was sort of cheesy, and but it was kind of entertaining. Like they gave you just enough to want to keep you to keep reading, but none of it was like amazing, you know. Like it was, it was a funny comic in that it was quite readable. Like this, and, and, and I think that they were quite good at hooking the hardcore Superman fans into the title. They they did the exact opposite back then of what they do now. You know how now it's like. Fuck you, old fans. We don't want you. <laughs> you know, like then they were like trying to milk you for all you were worth. So you really they were forcing you if you're a real hardcore Superman fanatic to buy all those titles to get the story. And they did it for years and years and years and years and years. A lot of it was like this, where you you it was like good enough but not great. It was uh, having read a lot of the comics as I collected it for about five years. It it felt like going home when I read it. And I, I, again, like you, I felt like you could do more with this. Also, I thought from the the iconic cover is the one with the glasses, the, the broken glasses on the ground, mm. almost like John Lennon's glasses they use in John Lennon, um, some videos after he got shot. And um, I thought it was going to literally be Clark Kent was assassinated and then you would have Superman acting and the world thought Clark Kent was dead, like literally dead dead not just mm. presume. So I was kind of, maybe disappointed is not the right word, but I was surprised that that wasn't the storyline. Also, I found it a bit difficult to believe that Clark would just retire to the woods at one point and be like felling trees and stuff. And I was just like, really? Like, mm. like he's just kind of abandoning everything, like the Just League and everybody, just because this guy's kind of got the upper hand. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. I, I struggled with that a little bit. Like I know you have to. Um, what do they say, Rich? You know, um, you know, suspension of disbelief. I guess you had to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Like Superman seemed a bit ineffectual at times here. Like it was a bit like, come on, Supes, you're really sort of like, you're not really kind of your normal self here. It felt like a little bit like you're a bit lackluster.
1: Um, but
0: I think. That,
1: yeah, but that's what yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, it would be so interesting if like the the clock end persona was taken away from him, Ugh. right? Because there's no ways that he could explain clock end surviving, so he had to go with the thing. Yeah, and um, now he's just got to be Superman, but he's also got to try and 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 stop the person. Ugh. But now a, a tool's been taken away from him. Ugh. You know, he can't pretend to be the reporter or get like information and and all that sort of stuff and then on top of that there's like yeah like like funerals going on and it's like it this was still more about Superman than clock Oh, hundred percent yeah yeah um and that was a bit disappointing because I felt like it really should have been and but I know you put in the notes like how cool it was when he ripped oh it was, it was funny huh? I mean uh, yeah, I'm like, when he ripped it, I was like, okay, cool. But then he was, like, literally stock naked. I know. And I was like, was... oh, wait, he ripped the whole thing off, boots and everything.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> was, that was, that I was, thought was,
1: hilarious.
0: that was, it was such an overreaction. Like, it was very histrionic, Superman, in this one. He was very emotional all the time. Like, um, how about the bit where there was one part where someone said, care for a soda, and it was spelled S-O-D-E-R. That really annoyed me. Um,
1: Hello, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even notice. Sorry. And
0: also, Clark's disguise with the cowboy hat, when he was like, I'm going to go in disguise, and he wore that cowboy hat with like the big sparkles on it. I was like, what an odd well, disguise.
1: This is a guy who fucking wore glasses in the disguise, uh, Dave, <laughs> so why wouldn't he think? <laughs> and he grew the bit <laughs> he- I will say, I real because I thought
0: Conduit was fairly lame, but Metallo's appearance was awesome. Like Metallo coming on, um, I thought was was excellent. Did you like Metallo's
1: appearance? Yeah, I, although I'm not a big fan of the big Hulk in Metallo though. Yeah, I, I, kinda, just... I like a more slim down uh, Lethal. Yeah, Metallo. Not a big, but it was it was cool design though. Yeah, I thought um, it was fun. I, I agree. With, fun. I agree with you on Conduit. I would have preferred if Conduit again knew he was Superman. Mm. Was maybe pretty smart. Mm. Wasn't just like some fucking robot dude, but again, was systematically like trying to ruin Clark Kent's life mm. and got to the point where he made it look like Clark was dead. So basically painting Superman into a corner mm. where he he can't be Clark Kent now for a while. So now what does he do? And he has to just be Superman and you know, um and again uh, uh um Clark Kent and Lois have the relationship. Yeah, not Clark Kent, you know. So now, how does he be with Lois? How you know, like, uh, uh, yes, he can whisk her off, but I mean, it's a bit inconvenient, you know. Um, what about Jimmy? Jimmy's going to be devastated if Clark's dead. Yeah, and so like, I don't know. It's it again enjoyable, but just could have been better. I agree. I, I agree. Like that's a, that's my best review I can do is enjoyable, but could have been better.
0: Yeah for sure and, and put, put, potentially it suffered from what i think a lot of like suffered is a maybe a strong term but superman in the 90s loved stringing these stories out in the in the triangle era because they had that luxury of going through all the different titles because you had adventures of superman superman man of steel superman action like so you had four titles and they loved rotating the stories and i do think they milked stories uh, a fair bit back in, in in that era would you agree rich like they they sort of like did milk it for everything it was worth mm-hmm. and um yeah but but my final kind of comment on it was i found it sort of weird that okay Clark is presumed dead but it's not like he was embracing superman he was backing away from Superman as well mm-hmm. so it was like I think that's where I had a problem. That I, I, my Superman in my head wouldn't back down so easily as this, as he did here. I, I, I sort of felt like Superman was kind of backing off a bit easy. Uh, did you kind
1: of feel the same? Yeah, I mean, sometimes he did, sometimes he didn't. It was a mm. bit inconsistent. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And well, every now and then he was kind of like darker than you would expect Superman to be as well. Like it was.
1: It well, was, that's what I'm saying. This yeah. man was
0: a bit inconsistent a little. He was, yeah, he was totally a bit all over the place. But I did like one thing. I did enjoy was seeing all the different styles of the Superman art and the different writing styles through, going through the titles. Because because Dan Jurgens was different from Carm Kiesel, who was different from Louise uh, Simonson, who's one of my favorite Superman writers. You know, you know, there was a, there was there was there was different artistic choices in the artwork. And also in the writing, which I actually found kind of fun, because it reminded me of when I used to pick up the comic in the nineties. You know,
1: yeah, uh, yeah.
0: But it wasn't um, the most consistent. But but overall, I'm going to give it a seven point five, uh, which is maybe being a bit generous. And I'm a bit nostalgic for the nineties and everything. But I look, I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it 7.5. i I'm
1: going to go 10. a little bit lower at seven. Seven. That's fair.
0: That's fair. And you know what? That's kind of what I was. Th- Sort of what I was thinking. but I'll stick with seven point five. But fun to read, Rich. Fun to read. I'm glad I did.
1: I've yeah, been- as I said, uh, enjoyable. Really good moments in it. Good art in it. Um, um, yeah. It's still. It's well. It's almost like you. It's, I guess it's almost like what you would say about Wade's sort of stuff. It's it's competent. Yeah, it is. No, I agree. It is competent. It's, it's competent. It's enjoyable. It's not awful. It's not terrible. Yeah. Again, it is maybe a premise not executed to its fullest, yeah, but still executed competently and well enough that you can read it and enjoy it. Totally. Um,
0: now, Rich, basically, we're heading into next week, and you you've got a, a James Dematteis
1: trade in mind. Have you have you decided on uh, that? Not really. No. Um, What's like? Going on? It doesn't have to be. All James DiMatteis does it? No, whatever you want, man. I don't don't care. Well, I was just thinking, um, you know, because I mean, a lot of the stuff um, is—is it going to be like the Justice League stuff, or like the, or obviously your Spider-Man stuff and all that? But Uh I was thinking of doing the Spider-Man Identity Crisis, right? Which is not him solely, but he is part of the writing team. Okay. What what is it, Justice League? No, 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 Spider-Man Identity Crisis. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, all right. We the one where Spider Man creates his four new identities. It's oh, cool. yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's do that. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, because um, it's him and Defalco and and Falcon and all this sort of stuff. But um, it's him. He's he's in it. So he's worked on it. He's, it's it's the story they've all done together.
0: Okay. Cool. So Spider Man Identity Crisis.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's that's a good one, Rich. Good good selection, man. Good selection. Um, and also next week, I we can to
1: ask him about this. About like, how did you guys, um, you know, yeah. um, come up with the identity crisis? Okay, what cool. Was, the, was he going to ever stick with one? <laughs> like, I've or not read it. it. I've not t- read this, yeah. so
0: that this is this is a this is a new territory for me. I've not read it, so yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Um, that's a good selection. Uh, we will also do some Elliot S. Megan, and Kerry Bates uh, Superman issues next week. Um, I do want to say, you know, we are proud members of the collective. Um, you've got people on there like uh, Inner Demons with Brian Beggy. You've got Into the Night with Ray. Last Sons of Krypton with Ray and Connor. You've got Ghost Spider Groupies, Capes and Lunatics. I was just on with Phil again and Ray uh, doing Ultimate Cast. They do a ton of shows at Capes and Lunatics. Charlie, uh, Lilith, um, obviously Phil, various other people, Will. Lots of good people on that. There's a ton of good people uh, on the collective network. Um, great. Bunch of people on that network, and um, you've got Terms of Evil, a Werewolf by Night, plenty of different podcasts. Um, but yeah, I want to say thanks to everyone. Uh, look, if you can hit us up on Patreon, thank you. If you can give us a rating on iTunes, much appreciated. If you can give us five stars on iTunes, that really helps. We're actually getting a lot of European listeners, and I want to say thank you to the European and East European listeners um, that we've been picking up in recent months, actually. Um, and I hope you guys, if you ha- if you guys have any questions that you'd like asked about J.M. DiMatteis or to J.M. DiMatteis or Elliot uh, S. Magan, please feel free, message me um, on the Facebook page. You can either message me personally or you message the show, Signal of Doom, on Facebook. And we will put those questions to Elliot and J.M. Rich, any final comments, man?
1: No, I'm tapped out.
0: Tapped out. Just keep killing as always, guys. Thank you and good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. We were just on fire, man.